Okay, so fuck this movie, kinda. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I couldn't put it better. <laughs> Alright, that's, that's, that's the review. Uh, have a good night, everyone. Um, <laughs> fuck this movie, the show, folks. Uh, we are uh, done. Like, I hate uh, it, but like... Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't bring myself to outright hate it. I was just kind of uh, vague hand motion at it the whole time. I was kind of like, why are you doing this? Right. I it's mean, how um, uh, X-Men Apocalypse has made this movie better somehow. It's oh, weird yeah. it has. My, my real so hate franchise doesn't come until the next movie, so... Yeah. Yeah, I would well, say, like, this This movie is actually not not terrible even compared to X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is which is aggressively stupid. Um, yeah. It's aggressively dumb and mediocre. Yeah, and there's like there's like yeah. five scenes where someone goes, hold on, I gotta back away for a second. Where someone's holding someone and goes, No Yeah. <laughs> it's well, good I mean, in that movie Trevor. I think the reason why X-Men Apocalypse was so bad is because Brian Singer was running low on the soul of souls of crushed boys. Would we smoke them? What is it? They I, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know what he does. Boy souls. But he, just, he, just he was dude, running low. Goes to his yeah. like sacred chamber and just like devour. What the fuck? Yeah, he, he, he puts on the. Fucking, a soul NATO beneath his trailer. Like he puts on the robes. <laughs> he anoints himself in the oil. Wait, is he like Shane Spoon? Is he like Shane Spoon? Is that weird? Yes. Except, except he has a he has a uh, a pipe made out of the finger bones of a million small boys. Oh, oh, we got. Also, Alan Moore. He's like, am I doing okay? And Alan Moore's like, oh, Alan Moore sends snakes to his trailer. <laughs> Never contact me again, boy. Javelin, which you do not understand. Uh, Child. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this movie. Figured the, the entire Ronin thing. He's like, you call me boy? Uh. <laughs> Alan, Alan Moore is like, mouth off to me again, child, and I will paint the mountains with your blood. <laughs> He's got a floating throne like that. <laughs> <laughs> Except you can't really hear him because all you can hear is his silver rings clicking together the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, we're off to a bang out start. I couldn't make any sounds. Those two cans were full of Rockstar. <laughs> well, one was. One was empty. Yeah. So, uh, X Men Last Stand. So, uh, hold on, before I. Oh, yeah. What movie are we doing? X Men The Last Stand. This That's is X Men The Last Stand. If you haven't figured out by the episode title and the episode art, I don't know why yep. you would. I don't know how or why you would come across this any other way unless you stole the audio from us. Wait, you uh, mean this isn't X-Men First Class? I don't know why you wouldn't. No. Shit. Uh, that'll be in 2021 uh, when we could watch a good X-Men movie. <laughs> I'll yeah, be hey, by then we should get some MCU X-Men movies. Well, That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, who else? I'm Connor McGraw, by the way. Uh, who else is here? Arlen Harrow. Uh, the consummate professional Hunter Davenport has returned. The prodigal son. Did you say the popsicle son? Yes. <laughs> That's more appropriate. Prodigal son, as in he combined the prophesized and prodigal? Yeah. Any port port in a storm. Uh, I'm I'm Eric Jordan and I'm I'm the juggernaut bitch. Oh, there it is. Oh no. Uh, And Lou, I believe you're here as well. Yes, Uh, I'm Lou Gonzalez, and oh my stars and garters, this was a piece of garbage. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have a I have a curvy effect about that line when we get to it. I'm John Scott. I I'm here. I was added last minute because the Costco professional apparently was supposed to text me question yeah. mark. <laughs> then, I, then I did something that made me forget. So let's move on. Smoked right. Mescaline? Yeah. <laughs> go with that. that yeah. Wait, yeah. Let's go into the weed. Yeah. Don't worry. Oh, about he, he was getting wet. All right. Cool. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know you'd get wet. <laughs> getting wet with the tears from watching this movie. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Um, Damn. So, um, so we're going to kind of follow the format of last two episodes of this, but. Uh, I figured we'd probably deviate, and instead of, um, uh, like, I guess towards the end of it, just kind of, just, not even towards the end, probably sooner than uh, expected, just barrel through all the things they fucked up in this movie. Yep. Um, <laughs> number one, everything. That's the weird, like, divided mindset that I had going into this movie that I seemingly spread to everybody else. Uh, because there are things in this that I think that they do okay, that they do fine, I guess. I don't know. Um, there, are, there are characters in this movie and pieces of this movie that I think are done so fucking well that the rest of the movie angers me even more. Yeah. One of my favorite the movie starts off in a flashback and then goes to another flashback. Oh, yes. fuck off. It's, it's, which, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually watching that right now, the second flashback with Angel. Um, but that was that was the thing for me. Like, I, This was only my second time ever seeing this movie. Like, The first time I saw it was in the theaters. Yep. And the only way I survived was with a flask of whiskey poured into my cherry Coke. Um, <laughs> and watching it now, like many, many years removed and having seen a lot of other superhero films that are done really, really well. Like, This has a lot of elements that could be be quite good if done individually <laughs> but it tries to pack too much in yeah yeah and i will say there are parts of this movie that work really really well and there's a lot of parts of this movie that don't yeah mm -hmm. yeah i mean i'll i'll say the first thing that i think works in this movie is logan um i yeah. think he's really good in this movie i think well, he's nailed nailed yeah. the guy left after like 45 minutes yeah um yeah and his i don't know his tone is just uh, there's something i really enjoyed about it and i don't think we get this we don't get a logan who's very similar to this version of logan until like days of future past and even then it's not that much like this sort of logan who really doesn't care <laughs> this is just like what he does he doesn't like brood a lot in this movie um he gets really emotional at xavier's death i would like, say that for for a little bit but yeah like that is it was like, odd probably yeah. his finest piece of acting in this movie because he like walks in and you, it looks like someone kicks him in the chest yeah but like it doesn't work for the character because it's like well you've no. been like in and out of this place for what like a year well, I think we're supposed to assume he's been there since Gene died, but yeah. But how long ago was that? Like, it doesn't seem like the timeline between two and three seems really short. It seems shorter than the timeline between one and two, which was yeah. also really short. So like he's it. known Professor X for like two years. Yeah. Um, and, and he's barely been there for those two years. Yeah. yeah so uh, I feel like if if Professor X had died in Days of Future Past in a similar way, um, it would be far more earned if he had time with this character to really grow and like, care about him. Well, I think you can chalk it up to the fact that, like Xavier's the one of the only men who's been able to like reach inside of his fucked up head 
and yeah. offer some semblance of peace. Well, yeah. counter counterpoint is that the whole reason that uh, he acts like he gets along with Xavier so well is because he's all about that gene puss, and that's the only reason he's being so nice. Before the last interaction is like them having a fight, and he's just like, "Wait, you've been like screwing with her brain?" Like, Xavier's like. Xavier's like, I don't have to tell you anything. I don't have to, I don't tell you everything. I don't need to tell you anything. He's like, Fuck I don't have to children. justify myself oh, to you. you and your stupid students. Get out of here, Logan. Here. Double yeah. middle fingers as he rolls <laughs> off. What do I have to justify was... to you, Logan? Why Why are you this moral authority? Where do you, where do you, where do you get the, the adamantium balls to question my authority in my school? The line is drawn here. In, in my mind, he, doesn't, he just projects the middle finger into his brain. <laughs> a mushroom cloud made of fingers. <laughs> like, I do think it's actually... He was actually the Rumi starts playing. One of my favorite parts is that, like, I think that this is like a more comic accurate version of Xavier. Yeah, like him being I just mean, as like, yeah, yeah, he's he's a cantankerous old psychic. Yeah, like, and that's... I kind of think it's weird that like so, like what is it like a decade later that the, the same thing would happen to him involving the Phoenix Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really and weird. Kind of a, in kind of a similar way, because like it's Xavier standing up to one of his students and kind of talking down to them. Um, mm-hmm. Well, at the same time, being like, I can help you, but you're also a stupid lost child, and I must backhand you. <laughs> uh-huh. But that's kind of how he always was with a lot of the characters. Like, he's this weird father figure, but then also has, like, these weird... Because I can't remember. There was, like, one point that they creepily had him being into Gene. Oh, yeah, that was... Uh, I think that was during the Morrison run. Yeah, was that? Okay, yeah. Because a lot yeah. of this... You were saying, Eric, a lot of this has been, like stuff from the Morrison run, but like it, it, this pulls from the Joss Whedon astonishing run this pulls from Ultimate X-Men multiple different multiple X, Ultimate X-Men things and it also pulls heavily from the Morrison run and it's that along with the Dark Phoenix storyline and God knows where else they're pulling things from and it just pulling, it's, I think I read somewhere from the animated series because that's oh, where they're oh yeah they're taking a bunch of the animated series it's just it's too much it's yeah. too <laughs> much that's kind of why I love no one's approach to the Batman movies because people are like, oh, I recognize that big thing you're doing, but he's also incorporating like, like for Dark Knight, you can easily write Dark Knight off as a long Halloween adaptation, but yeah, it's long Halloween, it's Dark Victory, and it's got oh, like uh, in there, yeah, yeah, it's got elements, but it does have like a central point, and I think yeah, and he, um, he pulls things that will work thematically for the idea he has, right. And like he uses uh, Nightfall as his Nightfall and No Man's Land as his through lines for Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Well, and I just I feel like this was a matter of Brett Ratner not wanting to say no to anything because yeah. this was I think this was the biggest movie he had done. Like, yeah, this yeah. was Brett, Brett yeah. Ratner. I, I have a theory man. he couldn't say no because all the cocaine. I, I think <laughs> I would actually say it's more the producers. I, if I had to really yeah. blame somebody for this movie. I think it might be the producers of the film. Um, So before this, he did the first two Rush Hours, Family Mm -hmm. Man, and Red Dragon. What the fuck? His career. (laughs) And then the movie after Red Dragon, I've never heard of. After the Sunset? I've heard of this one. No idea. I don't even know what that is. Here's Rock and Comedy. Don Cheadle. Oh my, this has like a good cast. 
Mm-hmm. Not, eh, but Don Cheadle has had some questionable things. It wasn't until That's the true. past like ten years yeah. that he's actually really gained mm-hmm. some notoriety. Yeah, who hey, the best Captain Planet will ever have. Oh, I mean, God. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, Brett Ratner is the explanation for some things in this movie, like Chilton oh, well, from uh, fucking Red Dragon showing up as as the psychiatrist for Mystique. Yeah. Um, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm uh, right Shelton, uh, by the way, he's not doing anything interesting. He's just playing Chilton. Yeah. Um, before, before we get too far ahead, I want to go uh, talk about what you usually talk about, which is the introduction of uh, new characters, how we feel about them, and kind of go over anything that happens to the old characters. There's a lot. Oh! <laughs> the first one I'm going to run with is my favorite new entry outside of one other. Uh, and I think this is probably everyone's is uh, Kelsey Grammer as Dr. Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Beast. That yeah. is the most inspired, comic accurate actor they could my get in this role. God, I like I remember liking him a lot when I first saw this and I go back and revisit it today. And I'm like, wow, he's just fucking like and he's not treating it like it's a joke. He's having the time no. of his life. He apparently had to audition for this role because he wanted it so bad, and it was the first time he auditioned in like twenty years. I feel like everybody thought it's like, oh, it's just Frazier. And he he does to bring that Frazierness in it, which works well with the character. Yeah, but then you have moments yeah. where he sticks his hand into Leech's like anti-mutant field and mm-hmm. like staring a- at his hand for like a minute, and he's like so good. Wow, you're incredible. Even the, the, the makeup is beautiful. Oh, and he's doing a lot through it, too. Like, mm-hmm. acting and makeup like that is very hard. So, mm. it's better and than the first shot you see him is the most beast thing you could have done, which is him reading a fucking book upside down. Upside down. Oh, well, let's take it directly from the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, 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 like that's the one of the main reasons I wanted to see this movie because I didn't know anything about Bert Ratner at the time. But when I saw that Kelsey Grammer had gotten cast as Beast, I was like, yes, that is the voice I have in my head when I read Beast in the comics. That right. works so well. Mm-hmm. And he just, he, yeah, he brought a certain, I don't know, gravitas. Gravitas, yeah, I think that would be the best like, word. The voice I, I, noticed it, I noticed it even later on in the movie when he's going in all action sequences. Like, I'm like, that's not a stunt man knocking those dudes okay. over. That's Kelsey Grammer, and oh, he's shit. still being great. And his line delivery is great when he's just like, you know, one day, see, oh, you, you know what I mean. He's like, well, they say about one man must dive in one sport, whatever, you get it. Cool. It's so good. The, the yeah. whole way he was uh, able to do all those stunt scenes was because he was thinking about all those poor children that were aborted because he's very good. anti-choice. He also, every, if you play the, the Fraser theme song over every beast scene, it becomes very different. <laughs> Hang on. Does this exist? No, that's because he's had 15 lives. That's true. That's true. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't he have Frazier his current voice name tattooed near his junk? Yes. Could I play the Frasier theme or could I play the Cheers theme? That's you the that. oh. well, uh, well, it's a Frasier theme, man. Frasier yeah. made who made more money on Frasier than everybody that worked on Cheers. Fair. Fair. Well, it happens when you're the title character and mm. you go from an ensemble to a lead. So yeah. it's sort of an ensemble ish. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about like contracts and stuff. Like mm-hmm. in his contract was like lead of the show. You can fire everybody else, but uh, I'm I'm staying. Yeah. So Connor, who is the other uh, new character that you wanted to bring up? Um, uh, Ben Foster as Angel. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 here's the thing: he's his 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 presence, mm-hmm. actual existence, is hard to justify because yeah. Ultimately, doesn't do anything, but he is this odd, lingering spirit of optimism over the whole mutant cure thing. I feel mm-hmm. like he's almost. I didn't feel like. 
I feel like he's mostly there for like, oh, Hugh Jackman's a little bit older now, so like he's for like the older people to like gawk at. It's like we need a young hot guy to be in no shirt for a while. Yeah, but yeah, I can see that. But he's only a few scenes, and only one scene is he shirtless. And but they hold on that shot for so goddamn long. Yeah, but that's the really thing. I think the most the, the important part of that scene is his fucking wings. Like it's oh, he looks amazing. Uh-huh. And he's, yeah, because he's the, the angel. Looks the so oh, he looks like angel. He's he's perfect, and it's yeah. I think it's sad because Ben Foster is one of my favorite like character actors. He's great in just about every movie I've ever seen him in. Um. And he's kind of wasted by this movie. Well, what's funny uh, is I think the character's best scene is when it's not him, when it's the kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that well, second scene is like so it's like that crazy, yeah. like he like wanting to hide it and not knowing what to do. And the dad's like, oh, probably just thinks he's like playing with himself. Then he's like, hears him like in pain. And it's like freaking yeah. out. It's like it's a great scene for those two characters. Well, it two is. things. One, that little kid would be in a coma from pain by using a grater on bones that are coming out of his back yeah 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 he had like a stick grater that he was trying well, to get rid of the bones bones are hollow yeah but there's still bones that are connected to your body Eric, he's a mutant there's there's uh i'm sorry to tell you this but there's a woman who can control the weather in this film um, I, the second thing i wanted to point out is yeah all right so the point where he busts out of his his manacles whatever and has his giant wings pop out right yeah that's great that's inspirational he would be dead about 10 seconds after because he <laughs> jumps through a plate glass window exactly well he he would have his body would have killed a lot of people well, when he fell uh, out. Eric, you're doing that thing that I that, that the friend I don't talk to anymore does, which made me not talk to him anymore. <laughs> well, no, I'm doing this because this movie needs to be told. This okay, it does have a healing. Yeah. Also, he's so attractive that the glass can't hurt him. So that's the well. I mean, the, the the technicality you could go by, but I don't know if it had been established by this point is that a uh, angel actually has some sort of weird healing powers. Yeah, His blood is healing. So I guess you could go with the idea that as he jumped out, all the giant shards of glass that should be pushing their way into his internal organs were being healed. I out mean, you guys have the, are going through this. I didn't feel that much of a connection. I felt more of a connection with the Juggernaut or with Ellen Page's expanded role. Uh, you, get, I mean, you get the fuck off the show right now. Well, everybody yeah. has their own interpretation of these things and their own reaction to these things. So well, that's is, This is Ellen Page's first time as this character. Yeah. 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 This yeah, is our, is. She's been mentioned uh, like yeah, twice. We'll, yeah, we'll, so get, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, I want to finish up with Angel because um, that one scene where he opens his wings up, I thought was beautiful. Um, yeah. I yeah, thought it was, was a cool, it was a cool uh, comparison to how the movie was treating mutants, you know, afflictions, which is like, oh, they're they're sick, they're diseased, it's a curse, and you have this literal biblical looking figure who's got like a fucking fifteen foot wingspan that's stark white, um, and then flies over a bunch of protesters. I'm like, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this movie, and he's always he's lingering in shots where, um, like something awful is about to happen. And there he is. Like, they're about to kill his dad. He saves his dad. And he's flying over this fucking awful battle scene. And then at the end, when you're about to see Magneto again, um, sitting there playing chess by himself, um, Angel is the first, is one of the last things you see flying over that scene for some reason. I thought, it, yeah. it, for me, it was like, it's, he really does feel like this weird entity of like, no, nah, everything's going to be fine. Well, it's also connected yeah. to the kid, because when the kid is in the thing, he sees Angel jump out of the building yes. and like, flying around. Yes. And then when he's at the school later, he looks up and it's Angel flying See, around. 
at the very end, I thought they were just using him as a glorified screen wipe. Pinnacle <laughs> 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 old man. Um, anyway, all right, we'll move on to the next one, which was already mentioned. We'll go with Vinnie Jones as Kane Marco, the juggernaut. Okay. <sighs> okay, I have so many things that I think and feel about this. Um, the worst part about this is his costume. I think. Yep. What is he wearing? What is that helmet? Yeah, my wife, every time she saw him, she's like, I hate his helmet so fucking much. It's so bad. He looks like a giant dick. Yeah. Well, like itself, it, it looks like packing foam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. moment when no. Deadpool had the better costume. It, uh, dude, Deadpool 2 is so good in terms of the design compared to this because well, it's so bad. It's 100% uh, comic they accurate. Even a, they even made a drastic change to his, his general appearance by changing the color and putting him in a prison jump. That's the thing. If it had just been red, I would forgive so much. I would forgive so, so very much. Uh, but it's like dark gray and it's... It's like gunmetal. <sighs> But also, they're like, oh, yeah, be careful if this regular-sized dude gains momentum when he jogs at you at a pretty, you know... He's, like, slightly regular size. And here's the thing. I, I would have been... And my biggest problem is that this is Vinnie Jones, who, I'll be honest, is perfect for this role if you're going to cast a dude. Just a dude to play this role. He's perfect. He's absolutely the perfect pick. I would have used, like, the Game of Thrones technique, where you make him just bigger through CGI. Um... Or you know, like why. Rings and you have everybody like you have him stand on yeah. Apple Box. Well, yeah, but in Game of Thrones, they'll like literally like crop you in with like what they do with the dire wolves. It's just a wolf, but they yeah. they cropped him out and then they tip the zoom button. Um, so yeah, like something like the giants, the giants, the giants fit in Game of Thrones seamlessly, but that's all camera trickery. Yeah, that's all camera trickery. Meanwhile, the mountain is that big. Effects. Well, yeah, yeah mountain is that big the thing is though um, that wasn't even actually vinnie jones body that was all prosthetics yeah like you and can tell that very obviously at the point where uh gene or not gene where the professor and eric are going to see gene yeah i thought she's something was up evil. there what's yeah. that i thought something looked weird there yeah, yeah. You no know, you his arm and his stomach that's very close in which you get a uncomfortably close view of his artificial happy trail um yeah. And 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 it's just like, oh no, that's very fake. Yeah, that's he looks plastic. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. when they break him out of his cell or whatever the truck cell, um, you can see his arms are so much bigger than Vinnie Jones' arms are in real life. Like yeah. Vinnie Jones is a big guy, but he's not like super buff. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, but like this yeah. his entire presentation, ultimately, unfortunately for him, boils down to a singular moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where they thought that they could, li- they thought that they could get away with a meme that was like seven years old at this point. Yep. Early meme culture. Just yeah, where it's Kitty Pride traps in the floor, and he says, "Do you know who I am? I'm the Juggernaut." Which, bitch. all right, I'd also like to point out that's not how Kitty Pride's fucking powers work, you assholes. Like oh, he would have been, he would have been dead. He would have been dead. He would have been. Yeah, he would have been fused with half, the earth. Right? Yeah, he would have yeah. been fused into the stuff that he was yeah. stuck in. Like that was a problem for me too, uh, <laughs> and I, uh, I didn't even know her powers that well. But I was like, "Wait, that's not that's not yeah. how that works." Yeah, she phases through stuff. So basically, what it is is she becomes immaterial. It's but like if she a was, or Martian Manhunter. Exactly. I mean, 
to use an example that should be well known to people who listen to all of our stuff, it's like if Eobard stuck his hand into Cisco's chest and then stopped it, and Cisco was just like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna walk away now. Uh, no yeah. harm, no foul." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why? Uh, oh wait, hang on. I just saw this. You mentioned going back to the uh, on the Juggernaut bitch line. Apparently, that was inspired by a popular web parody that made use yeah. of scenes from X Men: The Animated Series. Yeah, 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 it was like yeah, early, yeah. Early yeah. Meme John, thing. John, you you sweet summer baby child. Uh, <laughs> I grew up on that meme. <laughs> I, yeah, I did not. That was ancient text. Yeah. I did not know about. That was I knew that meme. I was there. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> was there with oh, a doctor? You, you think you know me, Kelsey? I was blinded by it. You didn't know. I didn't know advanced memory until I was a man. <laughs> <laughs> you visit YTMND. I've yeah. seen the movie where the phrase I, comes I, from. Yeah, me, me, Eric, and Lou watched YTME, YTMND birth and then die. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Oh man, internet culture is fucking weird. But yeah, like that was a weird. It's it's okay. For, John, you've never seen it. The I'm the Juggernaut bitch cartoon. I I have not seen that cartoon. No. Oh my god, how dare you? Yeah. There was uh, a point. Listen, I'm, 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 young, I'm an innocent young poor boy. You and yeah. I. I don't know, uh, Connor. This may because you were in New Jersey too. There was a point where I in that reading club that they did where you can get stuff at Pizza Hut that you can get the first. I think it was the first four episodes. Yeah. The, Special black VHS. Uh, I, yep. ha- I had that black VHS for years. So did I. Oh, no. um, and um, I did not because my father wouldn't get Pizza Hut because he was originally from Staten <laughs> like, Island. My father. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, he called Pizza Hut pizza trash. Oh, it was strong. I love all pizza, but that's the best fake pizza you can get. Yeah, um, that's true. That's also true. Um, Domino's is a close second, but um, but, but no, it's, no, it is it absolutely. No, is. Hard you say Papa John's branding the show right now. Um, <laughs> no, I don't want any go, of that garbage. If I'm gonna go garbage dumping, I'm going for little sleezers. Yes, little sleezers. You get if you have like a couple bucks in your pocket. You're like, what can I get that will fill me up, but possibly kill me a year earlier? Oh, you can oh, get, get a, a bacon wrapped pizza from Little Caesars. Your you argument is invalid, sir. For five yeah, bucks, for five bucks you can get, you can get anything on that menu that will just put you on your ass. Like <laughs> exactly, yeah. you can get uh, stuffed crust pizza for nine bucks. That's two bucks less than yeah. Pizza Hut. Well, yeah. Ryan, who has done a bunch I'll of stuff, Giorno before I ever step foot in a Little Caesar or Papa oh, John's. Yo, wow, Caesar's, Little Caesars uh, is better than most. Right. When I, I worked at GameStop, uh, it's where I met Ryan, who's like in the stuff and does some of the pot, like uh, has done some of the podcasts. He worked at Little Caesars and then got a job at GameStop, basically because he's like, I also work at Little Caesars and I can bring free pizzas. And our manager hired him on the spot. <laughs> and he told us about their secret menu. What I've heard about the secret menu, and there's you can get get where um one of them is they will cook your pizza. I can't remember they call it. It's like Sinner style, something like that. They will cook your pizza. And then after it's done, or at least like wait basically to cook it with, they will slather it in the same butter they use in the cheesy bread. Yes. Oh, uh, um, I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. 
That sounds amazing. Shut up, dude. Shut up, fucker. I, you know, <laughs> when you're working at a game right now, this is me and Hunter Civil War. <laughs> I'm I'm 41 and I try and eat healthy, but I would I'd go to town on that fucking pizza I'm and then I would be on the toilet for a week. This is no longer the X Men. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm still I'm still getting rid of cheesy bread from two days ago. Um, <laughs> this has been Pizza Cast. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, the Juggernaut Bitch cartoon was this weird extended dub by some group of, like, fans and editors where it's there's no music, and it's just this guy with a really poor mic, and it's just basically, like, he's saying shit like, Man, shut the fuck up, Charles. I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit you, Charles. I'm gonna hit you with Charles, okay? I'm the Juggernaut, bitch! That's the whole thing. <laughs> That's great. Okay, pretty much. I like that. Yeah, I found it. I put it in the chat. It's kind of like how it's it's very, 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 very early abridged stuff is what I would compare it to. Right. It's like the same time. It was like the same time as those um, GI Joe ones. Yes. Yeah, the Fenster films. Yeah. 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 Like it's weird. And something. Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever ever seen the uh, the the montage of Charles Xavier screaming? Yes. Oh, yes. It's in shared in like a so good. Which this is the ultimate Xavier. He gets amazing power. <laughs> this is this is also around the same time that a video started floating around of uh the one guy commenting on a Marvel vs. Capcom 2 match, I think, oh, and talking about, yeah. oh, the Mango Sentinel. Mango yeah, Sentinel. Oh, yeah, you got Mr. Is- Pringle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah best, dude. So yeah, I think back to the movie. (laughs) So the next mutant we can talk about, we already mentioned a little bit, is Ellen Page as Kitty Pride. Um, Another part of the guy. I think this is the third actress playing the character in these movies. Yeah, I think so. Well, Psylocke Psylocke is also in this movie, apparently. Wait, what? Oh, what? Yeah, what? gets no. Played by someone who's on Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Mei Melancon, who was born to a Chinese and Japanese father and a French mother. So she's basically Oren Ishii from uh, Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah, Wait, uh, it's, is it the girl? Yes, I believe that is who it's supposed to be. Even though she doesn't show any of Psylocke's powers in it. Yeah. She can disappear. <laughs> who is she supposed Why? to be? The girl with the purple hair that you see with the, uh, what I guess are supposed to be the Morlocks. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, supposed to be Psylocke. The other two yeah. get named. It's uh, Callisto and... Omega. Omega. Okay. Fucking it was Acolyte Callisto. or something. Callisto in this movie is so offensive. Like, that's not Callisto. Yeah, no. she didn't have the octopus arms. And no. she didn't have an eye patch. No. What? Why? <laughs> okay, hold on. Why was she also Quicksilver and can sense mutant powers? Well, yeah, like a ton well, of powers, but she also has octopus arms. Just make up a new mutant at that point. It sounds like. Well, I think. Let Hunter get his thing out. Sorry, sorry. Callisto's whole thing is that that he can sense mutant powers, she, but like he doesn't oh, have the fucking super speed. No, you're thinking of Caliban. Oh, right. Yeah, Calvin's <laughs> Calvin's the uh, white mutant that got powered up by Apocalypse at one point. Yeah, got all buff. Yeah, yeah. he's a Logan, right? Uh yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, well, he's he been was, in many X Men films. Even Merchant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, Although, Callisto was the uh, leader of the Morlocks Hunter. Yeah. She was oh, the one with the eye patch. Here, I'll send a picture of her with her octopus arms. <laughs> you keep saying that like I'm just supposed to accept it. 
What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god, it's like a backward baby challenge with boobs. <laughs> I don't remember how she got the octopus arms because she doesn't always have them. Does she no, have she little, didn't. Did she have little rapiers in her in her yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She's basically okay. or like she's boring just, daggers. I just Naruto. Her little tiny swords. Looks like a fucking anime character. How, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. You can give a character new powers or other powers if they make sense, if they're a logical <laughs> rep, uh, replacement for what you are taking away. In no way is super speed a, a logical replacement for well, tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> I think that they took like the ultimate version of her, which is tentacles. Oh <laughs> In no way is super speed a substitute for tentacles. Amazing. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Oh god, that would be it. Mm. Oh shit. Um, if okay, well, who was her like really, really um. This is the one who made me think of Streets of Fire. Who was the really, really like hair gelled girl with the fucking um? With yeah. the I think they call her Acolyte. Uh, let me see. I can find. She's the one that makes the vibration stuff, right? Yeah, oh. but I don't. I can't remember exactly what Maybe her character says is. her name once. What, what? Yeah. I guess you look it up and it's like Scarlet Witch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I, did I miss um, Ellen Page? I feel like I missed Ellen Page, or that's just me. We got we got sidetracked. Her name yeah. is Arclight. We'll get back there. Arclight. Yes, <laughs> I'm looking up. I did find so Callisto's powers in the comics are enhanced sight, hearing, smell, taste, touch. Uh, and moderate enhanced strength and agility. Hell yeah. Yeah, enhanced sight with her one eye. Yeah, basically mm -hmm. she can like basically her power is that she's like a really good, makes her like a really good tactician in a fight. Oh, Arclight was uh, one of the Reavers. Wait, so she, uh, she so y'all want to know yeah. what her last movie was? Oh no, what? Was it, it was called Happy End. It was in 2009. You want to know what the one before that was? This. X-Men The Last Stand. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yep. Um, she has four movies to her acting credits. That's it. Ooh. I think Ooh. she also gets what one line in this movie? Maybe. Maybe. I don't remember if she does. Actually, uh, I don't remember her talking at all. Yeah, I don't think she said anything. So um yeah, Ellen Page uh, I think rocked this. Uh, especially in this. She's she's still a baby, kind of. Um yeah. with young Babby. All like five and, lines that she has. Yeah, I think yeah. she's great though. Especially yeah. at the end when she's like uh when she did she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna go get this kid and everyone's like, No wait, and she's like, Bye. <laughs> yeah. And, like, good. I like her in the movie, but also it's mainly because fuck what Brett Ratner did to her before yeah. the movie started. The, the I also like how she fucking is not afraid of juggernaut at all. Well the yeah. biggest problem with her character is since it's like another new actress. They did do character building, but you don't connect to it because it's not the same person. Like it's not yeah. even close. Well, that's a. I think that's an overall problem. Is like because we haven't had consistent villains outside Magneto, and because really we haven't had consistent main X Men that we're focusing on through each movie. Like we don't care about the majority of the people we who are with, at the end of this movie. Kitty's pride is like only showing up in like sporadic cameos. Yeah, we have two yeah we're on like our third jubilee at this point too, because he's credited somebody else. Yeah, yeah, she's the Asian girl that Professor like, is talking. Yeah, so we have a bunch of characters who are brand new. Who like, yeah, Kelsey Graham is a good actor, and he gets us on board pretty quickly. But like, 
if it weren't for him, would we care about that character in this film? No, probably at not. All? Probably not. Probably not. No. It, gets, it gets worse, trust me. Um, so <laughs> next is Daniel Cudmore as Peter Rasputin, aka Colossus. But he was in, he was in the last one. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. For all of like 10 seconds. Yeah. He oh, he's in, now he's in this for 15 seconds. He's here so that they can do uh what's the name the of the thing? Where they, yeah, they fastball special. They, yeah, he's here literally just for that. And hell yeah. Which and they that don't... one awesome scene with Rogue in the danger room where she like yes. where he touches her head. Yeah. Yes. Where they where they have the sentinel that looks bad and they should be ashamed of themselves for having that head. Yeah, look at the fucking uh, that's, robot. That's yeah, a sentinel, yeah. man. Uh, and that, that was when I first started watching this movie in the theaters. At that point, I'm like, oh no. Well, that's another and, thing they took from the cartoon too, is the danger room. Well, the danger rooms existed in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. And it's existed I mean, for a long time. I wouldn't mind the like bait and switch with the danger room if it wasn't for the fact that like when we do actually see Sentinels, they look completely different and how they work is completely different. And it was the uh, same director too. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, here and here's the funny thing because one oh, no, was the same director. Never mind. Yeah. One of the other newer characters same was was Bill Duke as Trask, who then yes. becomes Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand how some that things happened. happened. So let's. Well, just, you know, so they all that he's a different character, though. He could well, be like an thing, adopted. Hold on, hold on. Here's a weird thing. They say in this movie that Mystique has been masquerading as Trask. Isn't that what happens? Basically, that's like one of the uh, the big things in fucking Days of Future's Past. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing, main yeah. Part. So yeah. do their time travel things somehow turn? I do think that we're supposed to think that he's because it just says Trask. It doesn't say a name. Oh, uh, give me a break! That's you're reaching for that one. I am <laughs> reaching, but I'm telling you, that's what he's credited as. He's just credited as Trask. Yeah, that's yeah, that's... His lines of dialogue. This is like the uh, this is like the Doctor Shaw Sebastian Shaw thing from X Men Two. Like, well, that's... yeah, but still, it's that's I'm not I saying know, but... completely okay, but still, like, but that's but you're you're saying this in a movie that's that's showing us someone that's supposed to be Callisto that isn't Callisto, and they're showing us like, oh yeah, that's Psylocke because she has purple hair, or that's Jubilee because it's an Asian girl at Xavier's school. Like, Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. If they're going to say Trask, it's supposed to be Trask. And you're, okay, also, yeah. you're, also holding, you're also holding these films to some sort of continuity that nobody gave <laughs> a fuck about. Nobody, yeah. you know, nobody gave a fuck at all. But okay, here's the thing, and I don't know if I'm correct by this. The Trasks are a family, right? It's not just one yes. dude. Yes, okay. the main one is Bolivar Trask, I believe. Yeah, right? he's okay. the one who started so, the Sentinel program. Dinklage is supposed to be Bolivar Trask. This guy was never mm-hmm. named Bolivar so, Trask. Yeah, but here's, okay, here's the thing. Like, yeah, I'm going to use a, 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 an example that's far removed from this, but at the end of Resident Evil 7, a character drops in and says, mm-hmm. Hey, what's up? I'm Redfield. <sighs> Who yeah. the fuck do you think that is? That's Chris. Yeah. Okay. No, he's like a giant man who is not Peter Dinklage. I, I'm just saying, like, it's conceivable that they are different. Hold on, hold on. And the one who shows up at the end of Resident Evil 7 is not a giant roided out beast who can punch boulders. Connor, but it's that's still true. the same person. <laughs> I know. 
matter of the field. It's Hunk. The internet told me. All right? Leave <laughs> <laughs> the show. Well, well, it's okay. I feel like by this um, point, oh, it's about, like, gonna, yeah. I think we should move on to another one who shows up in this movie. And I I, I blinked and he was gone. Um, and that is, and it's unfortunate for what for the role he plays in the comics, which is a big one. Um, and that is, uh, I'm sorry, not, I'm thinking they're different because their names are similar, but it's Multiple Man played by Eric Dane. Oh, oh no, Multiple Man is huge in X Factor. Yeah. He's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, I was thinking yeah. Molecule Man. Oh, oh yeah. No, Molecule Man's not a mutant. Yeah. Yeah. He's no. a simple janitor that gets the power of a god. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, the Multiple Man, too. Yeah, Jamie, uh, Jamie Madrox in this was actually, he was done well, but they didn't do a whole lot with him. Like, I saw him just kind of stuck, and then I don't remember seeing him ever again. His greatest um, power is that he basically, uh, this is my second Naruto reference, uh, reference, is that he can like make multiples of himself and make them do things and then mm-hmm. take them back and then learn what they do. Yep. See, it's weird. I, oh, go ahead. I said I thought for years, because just of how he looked, I thought for years this was Patrick Warburton as multiple men. <laughs> <laughs> see, for when you first see him briefly in the uh, in the prison truck, it looked like, uh, what's his face, the guy created Family Guy. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Briefly looks like him to me. I'm like, wait, you know, is what's that weird? No. What's weird is he's he's playing multiple man in the official X Men video game in 2006. Wait, huh. what? wait, is that okay. the X Men the official game, not X Men Three: The Last Stand, not X Men Two: The Game. X Men the official game. No, multiple man. Whoa. Okay, the one that was you could play as Logan or Iceman or I forget who else. Nightcrawler. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, he was in a bunch of shit too. He was in a feast as a hero. He gets killed immediately. Um, uh, and uh, Marley and me. Uh, oh, okay. It just gets worse from there. <laughs> he was in Painkiller Jane. He was in Open Water Two. Oh no! Um, Painkiller Jane is a comic movie we could do. Um, we could. Do. You're right. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> moving on from that. Um, not a whole lot of big things here. Um, there's a character credited as Lawnmower Man. I'm assuming that's the... Uh, <laughs> oh, do you know who that is, though, right? Uh, Chris Claremont? Yes, that's his cameo. Oh, I didn't yeah, realize he was in this. Oh, yeah. okay. Because they do two cameos in that pre-thing. Yeah, Claremont, Stan. and then we get our Stanley one. Huh. Yeah, Chris Claremont deserves so much better. Oh. Well, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, Hunter. He's a god if we go by the previous people who have been named Lawnmower Man in film. Uh, yeah. he, is a, he is a cyber god. That is true. You're right. I can't fault you for that one. Nobody fucks in chat rooms like he does. <laughs> exactly. And, and nobody, to be fair, a lot of people nobody eats that. their digital representation of their bro, their girlfriend's brain like that one. And no one fucks their their girlfriend into a vegetative state with virtual reality like Chris Claremont. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, she was uh, also and, having sex with a like so, a. Yeah, so um, the last one I'm going to mention is uh, Kid Omega, played by Ken Leung, uh, who actually we've all seen in a bunch of shit. Like the Inhumans? Lost. Inhumans, yeah. Lost, Saw, uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Um, uh, oh, God, he was Karnak in Inhumans. I'm so yes, sorry. He was like one of the main characters. That's why I put yeah. that up. Oh, and I was just about to say, he's one of my favorite character actors. And then I'm like, no, wait, he was also in Inhumans. He is the guy in Saw who is uh, Danny Glover's partner who trips on shot the shotgun. Yeah, yeah, the shotgun trap. So Kid Omega was the dude with the uh, porcupine. Porcupine spice. boy, yeah. Yeah, uh, Kid Omega in the Morrison run is a guy named Quentin Quire who has pink hair and he's 
as powerful mutant or a telepath as Jean Grey and potentially okay, Professor see, X. And there's the thing, like there's a character credit as Spike. Who He's is the guy that plays Spike at Wolverine. Yeah, so okay. Why spikes. why are why are these characters' names not switched? Like so, I don't know, know why. Spike is a character from the comics. Yeah. And okay, well, actually, no. He was he was created for the uh, X Men Evolution cartoon. Yeah, he was. Why the, but why is why is the guy who can grow porcupine quills called Kid Omega? Uh, because they were okay. trying to use as many references to relatively recent comic runs as possible. I'm gonna go yeah. with that. That that is, I think, the biggest thing. Like, if you're talking about just nerdy geeky stuff, the the, the attempting to make as many references as you can without having to back any of that up and earn it. Um, yep. Oh, it's got them. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's worse than Gotham, actually. It is Gotham. They they give those Gotham, characters some time. So like, Gotham, Gotham, to its credit, is attempting a payoff. Mm-hmm. Attempting a payoff. This is here for yeah. no reason. Yeah, this yeah. is just like, hey, you know that thing that you might have read that you liked? Here, here's a reference to it. Hey, there's this other thing that you might have read. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all this movie is. It's just Gotham, a whole bunch Gotham, of disparate least, references. Gotham's references are characters themselves who just like to, to lean in too hard on the idea. It's like, hey, one day I'm going to be romantic turn towards camera. The Riddler. But that's that's fine right. because they're at least establishing them from a base of known like background. Yeah. This is just also, it it's just like, hey, here's this thing. Also, you can recognize them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, 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 the president Victor or something, and like you're supposed to like read into that or whatever. Because that would be dumb. Um but yeah, yeah it would be dumb if Saber Two was president. You're right. No, like <laughs> if he was like, oh, the president, he was Doctor Doom the whole time. Didn't you realize that? Is awesome. that what you're doing? That'd be fucking awesome. I'd love that. I mean, I don't know. No, he's he's credited as the president, which feels yeah. like they're waiting to reveal something. Um, and yeah, they might but have just also been a like, okay. president. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that is the other thing. It's it's very soon after the last movie, and that president should still be in office. So I don't yeah. know what happened. <laughs> he lost his election, and like <laughs> it's already taken over. Which this guy's also sympathetic towards the mutants. Also, the guy um, who plays him has been in a fuckload of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's like one of those like that guy that's been in there. Like dirty Harry, close encounters. Reminds me of um. The High Sparrow from Game of Thrones, uh, Elizabeth's father from uh, yes, Pirates. I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, oh, well, that's right. the same guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's all for the new characters and stuff. Well, do we want to talk uh, about Leech? Um, uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's less of a character, but like a function. Yes, but I mean, like he is a X Men character. He was yeah, a warlock. Yep. yep. He looked like a, that's the picture I sent where he's like a little green noseless turd. Yeah, it was him and Artie were like the weird little noseless turds. Uh, also, semi big uh, important cast. Uh, Arlie Ermy makes a cameo in this movie. He is somewhere. Uh, yeah, he's the voice when they're like. Get your black guns. Yeah, <laughs> it's so dumb. Yeah, it is. But I mean, it's just I like his voice, so I'm like I'm fine with it, even though it's very yeah. stupid. So. From there, I would like to. From there, I'd like to pivot into um, a segment I'm going to call character assassinations. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we have enough time. Because now that we've <laughs> now that we've established new characters, let's figure out all the garbage they've done to the old ones. Um, so I'm going to start with the big one, um, Professor X. Yeah. 
I actually you know, don't mind it that much. The problem is he's very fatherly and kindly in the previous two movies. And in this one, exactly. he has a raging dick to everyone. Yes, yes. Yeah, like you yes. guys mentioned before. Like, he's a fucking asshole in this movie to everybody. Um, I think he's just tired of everyone's dumb shit. It's like, God damn it, I'm Professor X. This is, but do what I say. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, Lou. Hey, Professor X. He's, He's been in two films up until this point. No, he's been in two thirds of films. <laughs> you know what? I mean? he got Professor he got Xavier. <laughs> well, he, well, yeah, he's been in like he's literally been in like one film altogether. He's up been out there, he's in one third of three films. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing, though. He's he's not an asshole to Storm in the beginning of the movie. Like, exactly. That's the only person he's not an asshole yeah, to. Storm's the only one he's not asking. Here's the thing. It's in that moment. She's like, she's like, wow. Because she's taking it back. And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, it'd be a good idea. Blah, blah. And she's like, there's something you're not telling us. And he's like, what? Middle finger projected. Yeah, just double fingers and rolls off. Are you a psychic? I don't think so. Go make some woman. I'd like to think he's an asshole to everyone. Even when Scott's just moping around, he's just like, oh, stop being a little bitch. Okay, and that too, like Storm even Storm selflessly says, What about Scott? And he's like, Oh no, God, no, not Scott. <laughs> <laughs> not Scott. I wouldn't want to, I don't know, help him through this time just, of need. I like the idea. Little show. <laughs> She says Scott, and he just slaps her and just rolls backwards. Are you insane? <laughs> he comes out of he goes out of the room. Just he stands out of his fucking chair and slaps her. She's like, Mister. He's like, I'm I got, using every bit of my psychic power to live my so legs. angry you made me stand up. Um, he astral projects into her head that he's standing up and slapping her. <laughs> Um, but he's, he's, he's shifty to Storm. He never says a word to Scott, and the only time he's talking about him is shitty to him in that moment. Uh, yeah. Because uh, what's his name was Marsden was there for what like a yeah. day or two. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get to him. Um, um, and then like when Logan questions him about controlling Gene, like he you it's like you didn't tell anyone about this, and he's like, who the fuck are you to question me in my house? <laughs> <laughs> what what authority do you have, Logan? She says, "You." She says, "Don't question me." What do you say? Like, you have no right to question me, especially you. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? He, he says something along the lines of, "Like, I don't have to explain myself to any of you because the yeah, note especially I, you. The note I took at that point is, eh, you kind of do have to explain yourself there, Chuck. Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> You kind of do, boy. Uh, like, I really want to explore this. What has Wolverine done that makes him not <laughs> being <laughs> authority on something? What exactly? Students. Well, <sighs> but here's the thing: in his right mind, what has he done in his right mind? Well, he's not, you know, Whoa. being attacked by, you know, secret black ops helicopters. All that. The stuff. only thing I can think is that, like, every it's so. Obvious that he has a like adamantium sized hard on for Gene that everybody knows it, and he's just like yeah. that is why you cannot be talking. It's that, and he doesn't want to stop smoking and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm also kind of seeing it. Put your goddamn cigar out of my laboratory. I will not tell you again. <laughs> he's like, oh God, Professor X is straight edge. I just figured it out. That's what it I, is. I was actually going to say Professor X. 
Professor X is pissed off because uh, Logan drank all of his like thirty year old scotch. <laughs> Probably. You got, actually, actually, you got any more of this? No, no one just, alive. And <laughs> I would have been like, I was on the Statue of Liberty, and I was also at a lake where I was born. I think I have some kind of right. Yeah, right. That's, that's part some too. moral like, authority. Logan has Logan had no higher motivations to fight for Xavier and fought for him twice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, he fought for Rogue, and then he was fighting to fight. But, 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 but no one asked him to go stand up for any of Xavier's students, and Xavier sure didn't do it. Wolverine yeah. Logan was like, yeah, it's the right thing to do. Like, I'm kind of a... <laughs> I'm playing I'm like, devil's yeah, advocate. I'm a fly-by-night piece of shit, and like I'm kind of flaky, but I have a moral compass that points north. Can I ask uh, one question, though, about the... Before I forget. So, Wolverine, because Arlen mentioned the smoking, he's smoking a cigar in the danger room. Danger room. And then he loses it. But then when they leave, there's no cigar on the floor. So is that a VR cigar? Yeah, I think it was. Yes. It's, yes. It was a it was a it was a a Vagar. <laughs> no, that it was a VR. So it's like that's the Hands only way that turns Logan... towards thumbs down. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way Xavier allows him to Comma smoke just, in the place. Comma does just execute me. <laughs> Come out here, Joaquin Phoenix! I'm a stab in the fucking throat. <laughs> Are you mean Joe Quinn? It's a, it's a, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a more, that's a good Besides, it would be a more dignified way than he actually went, which is being strangled to death in a bathtub by one of his mistress's buddies. Um, the real comedy, yeah. not Yaquin Phoenix. He's fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, anyways, where were we? The real communist was strangled in a bathhouse by some rando. Wow. Uh, yeah, because you want to know why? Because a mistress found a list of people he wanted to kill with her name on it. Oh. Wow. He had the list in his room, just on a piece of paper, like on a napkin. Well, you know, all of, all of those embers thought they were gods. So, yeah. anyway, um, so yeah, Xavier is a dick to Logan. Let's um, let's go over the the people who who are dicks to people, which then sends them into the arms of someone else, or sends them to go do something destructive. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is Storm and Logan are absolute dicks to is cyclops alive who knows i mean we know he's dead but they go out to alkali lake and they see all this stuff floating and they're like cyclops's visor oh no oh my god look it's gene who are we looking for before oh, like god. Just, yeah, exactly <laughs> fuck that guy he's a dick exactly yeah. he's a dick he's yeah. been two years he's interested in an even more problematic movie okay like i i hate cyclops like if it's documented i do not i'm not a cyclops fan i hate him too but like he didn't deserve what he got (laughs) (laughs) his face went gurgly gurg and then boom he's dead yeah (laughs) okay okay, we gotta talk about that they use the same effect as rogue like yeah i don't she kisses him and then looks like what rogue does to people i was like oh what is yeah. she doing? She's like sucking out his life force. She, I don't understand it. Well, I mean, life force. Yeah, like like the film Life Force. Um, exactly. It's kind of the same. I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but they weren't they weren't having they weren't having naked space vampire sex. So that's true. No. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know what that was about because I mean they don't really establish what the Dark Phoenix's powers are. Right. She, bur- she burned things. Exactly. She just stuff down at the atomic level. You know how yeah. we you know how we I reference Mr. Sunday movies and the that's where we got Xavier and that's where we got uh, Rogue Don't Be Touching. Mm-hmm. It's Gene, don't be burning. Exactly. Gene <sighs> What the fuck? She doesn't don't burn stuff, she just like disassembles it. Like yeah. everything just kind of gets disassembled. We don't forget it's not yeah. Gene said when when she's when she's killing Xavier, there's a very palpable scalding effect going on. It's not like he's being it's like he's being microwaved, not like being burned by fire. <sighs> See, I, I guess I saw that different. I saw that as like he's being broken apart from the outside, and then the end it's like he just explodes. Well, his clothes start to like, like you said, it's not, it's not fire burn. It's a heat burn, which is what it looks like. Yeah, it's, it's like being steam burned. I suppose is what it is. Right. It's like yeah, being yeah, in the steam room for like hours on end and super high heat. Like kind of like it reminds me, kind of like a less gory version of what uh, what's his nuts does to somebody in Kick Ass, where he puts in that giant lumber microwaver. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Or it but, could uh, be that they didn't have the money for the fire effects. Um, anyways. Um, but so, yeah, like Cyclops, I, I fucking hate Cyclops, but you don't even see, no one confirms his death. No, until like, and you get like, oh, I think I killed Scott. Did you? And then no, and no one confirms it. Okay, there's right. another question. Xavier yells at Logan, like, what did you do? What did he do? He like <laughs> touched her. Well, yeah. What exactly did he do? He got seduced by the girl that he's at the hospital no, like, he, for two he, movies. Xavier's like, you woke her up. He's like, I touched her neck. Creepily yeah. while she was asleep. I touched her like, neck and then she psychically removed some piece of bullshit machinery you put on her, okay? Yeah. Well, that was the point where she, uh, where Logan's like, "Wait, we should calm down." And she's like, "No," and pulls off his, uh, no. his belt with with uh, her psychic powers. Like my wife is like, "Did she drink a whole bottle of wine?" What's going on? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I just wanted to point out something because I do have the movie playing. Uh, so we said Starlock is in this movie and she doesn't do anything. No, she blends into a wall at some point. Yeah, yeah it's it's disappears. Yeah. 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 Um, That's the way her powers work. So uh, I think going my, back really quickly. I'm sorry to interrupt really quick. Fuck that Sentinel cameo. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. It's no, it deserves multiple. It deserves multiple mentions. It's really bad. I appreciate Days of Future Past more after this. So yes, nope. Like that head looks so. I'm looking at it now. It looks fucking atrocious. Yeah, it looks yeah. dumb. It, it um, looks like a bad transformer. Yeah. So um, we've kind of established how much of a piece of shit Xavier is everybody else, but mm-hmm. um, Rogue is immediately unlikable. Um, yeah, she's yeah. like again not really in the movie because what can she do? Right, <laughs> like she's pointless, so they write her off. Although I do right. think that of all the characters, her best served purpose is to show like why a cure is not a bad yeah, thing. She is the yeah. only person yeah. in the movie whose argument for a cure makes complete sense. Yeah, it does, but they've never. This is where I'll like take a little bit of an issue with it. They've never really done anything to suggest that that would be her choice if she was. Um, able to- I don't agree with you. I think like based based on her powers from the get go. Based on her powers, yeah. But and, like in everything she says, she like constantly. Even the second movie where she's like, you know, when they're going, her and Iceman are going to kiss, and she's like, no, 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 and he's like, it's okay, I can handle it. And like she sees that he can't, like it's always a thing with her. It's kind of the only thing they play with her. Yeah, but here's the thing. In this movie, 
they handle it. She's well. immediately hostile to Bobby. Like in, yes. instantly oh. hostile to him. That's yeah. what I'm I think that's what I'm getting at. It's the way in which she goes about arguing she, for her. She point. is so hostile that she pushes him away nearly to somebody else entirely. Yeah, yeah. Her best scene is the scene with Logan, and it's her not even really talking. It's just yeah. him. Yep. And yeah. uh real quick to backtrack onto the cure thing. Um the in the uh, Astonishing X-Men run of Joss Whedon did, um, originally it was Beast who was actually thinking about the cure because he was examining right. it as a scientist, but it's also at the point where he looks like a giant blue kitty cat and right. Logan and he get into a fight over it. And I can completely understand why Beast would do that because... But she he, does say later on to Storm in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's really easy what you can just pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he does, yeah. but I mean, it's still, you can't, you wouldn't be able to introduce the beast that we have in this movie as a giant blue kitty cat. It just, it would, yeah. it would. And then, like, there's a weird moment where it's right after Rogue is saying her, voicing her displeasure with the idea of, like, no, like, I want the cure, and, like, it would help me. And, um, and St- Storm stands up and says, like, well, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing to fix. Not, you're perfect. It's like, Storm, if she touches you, she'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, it's like a fair interpretation Rogue, of that. Rogue, Rogue would like very, to touch okay? She wants to be touched. It's a very, <laughs> a very half-assed way to be like, there's nothing wrong with any of us. It's like, uh, well, in some cases, there's, 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 there's no. like, like, from a, at your core, there's nothing wrong with Rogue. Like, she's not a bad person, like, and her powers doesn't make don't make her a bad person, but it makes her trying to have a normal life extremely complicated. Like, it makes it right. really yeah. impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite interpretation of that, uh, there's like a like a Tumblr post or something. Is like we're perfect the way we are. Says woman who can make clouds. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think Legion, I think Legion actually explored Rogue's powers better than these movies have because that movie shows you that when this girl tries to use her powers to make give herself a normal life, she fucks it up even more. Yeah. Yeah, she like, makes like, it transmuting into her fucking mother's body and fucking her mom's boyfriend. Like, Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, spoilers. I'm sorry. Too. I just I just wanted to interrupt real quick. Um, I just got to a point. I have the movie playing in the background where a rogue went to get in line to uh, get the cure. I posted a picture in the chat of one of the protesters' signs. <laughs> Everyone can take a look at that real quick and tell I me say what they no say. I say no with the cure. Say, say. Wait, thank you, Nova Cure? Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, is that, is that supposed to be I say to the cure no? Or is that no, supposed to be I say, 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 say no, the no to, no the, to cure. the cure? <laughs> say to no the cure. <laughs> I noticed that band. too, but god damn it, that's, yeah, that's really... For really those listening like, at home, there's someone holding a, a sign that says... Say two and a very large no in a white circle, and then blow that the cure. Yeah, they really uh, don't like uh, that Friday song. Yeah, I love that song. Great song, <laughs> Friday on the Love. Yeah. Oh, god, cure. <laughs> <laughs> I regardless, sorry, I just had to point that out. So, um, no, that was good. Uh, I want to go to a moment that is kind of blinking, you'll miss it, but it is important. Um, I said Magneto's mostly untouched. However, there's a moment in the movie that infuriated me, and it's when they oh. break out Juggernaut and uh, Multiple Man, yes. and Mystique takes a literal bullet for Magneto, and she, oh. she gets the cure, oh, yeah. and then she he's like, 
you served me. And then she's like, Eric, and he's like, well, fuck you. You're not blue anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're not one of us anymore. It's like, you were so beautiful. And it's like, it's Rebecca Romaine, you fucking asshole. Like, yeah. my, it's also my, like a scene to get us like naked Rebecca Romaine. Yep. And my wife mm-hmm. was like, really? Really? Why did they, why did they have also, to do that? I am vindicated, guys. I am vindicated for my saying that Rebecca Romaine is in here for the nudes. For oh, the she nudes. Totally yes. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's the three movie con. When yeah. when my uh when my wife and I saw that scene, my wife's like, Well, wait, so what she's naked now. Hasn't she been naked the whole movie? Why did they have to do was this just to see her flesh? Yeah, like, what and like yes. it's weird because mm-hmm. she broke the ball, but then like when she wakes up, her hand is covering both of her breasts. I'm like, what was the problem before? You were still naked before. Well, that right. was another thing my wife pointed out. I was like, where are her, where are her nipples when she's when she still has her mutant powers? She shapeshifts yeah. them away, just like I, she does her babies. Right. So why doesn't yeah. she just shapeshift some fucking clothes on like she does in the comics? Because they don't I want don't her know. to because they want her uh, naked. I know, I know, I know. It's the whole problem with this character's design from all of the – like, it's still terrible. Like, I still yeah. don't understand why they kept this design. There are very strange cuts in all three of these movies. First of all, this one, when she's doing something action-oriented, and they have to cut away to suddenly avoid the horrendous amount of DOA-esque jiggle. <laughs> yeah. Like, the boobs. Oh, she's, like, flipping and stuff. Yes, because you're like, that's a naked woman, and you don't want to show all those boobs jiggling around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's not a bad thing to show it, but the prudes of the studios are like, oh my God, we cast a naked woman. It's that whole problem. <laughs> though, like, they want a naked, well, hot yeah. naked woman, but we also can't see like a real hot naked woman. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a really naked hot woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> say to know the cure. Because I don't think the, the, the presentation of the Phoenix Force is like all that good. It's, oh, you mean that? Okay. It to her just staring at things. It's not even the Phoenix Force. No, that's the problem. It's um, not. It's a no, okay. I'll give them. I'll give them this. If you don't want to do the Phoenix Force and you don't want to do aliens because you haven't set it up in your previous movies, fine, fine, whatever. Don't call it Dark Phoenix then. Just yeah. Don't call it that. Don't yeah. don't call it the Phoenix. Say that it's Gene's powers going out of control, and save Phoenix for later. Well, and that's that was something that I mean they, I can't remember if they'd established it in the first two movies at all. That like she had always questioned her mental stability once her no, powers kicked she, in. She can she questioned her uh, power like her ability to use her powers, not her mental stability. Right. Okay. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that was that was something that happened in the comics a little bit, and that also happened in the Ultimate Run, is that, like, the Phoenix Force, you're never 100% sure if it's real or not, because, or not Gina, Xavier is able to actually talk her down from it, which is something that they obviously were trying to do in this movie. Yeah. Okay, but, like, let's go back to him for a second, because it's kind of important to this, too. Like, the scene of him attempting to talk her down is appalling, because... yeah. In that sequence, like the one who's actually kind of holding a better argument is Mag- is yeah. Magneto because mm-hmm. talking sense if it's sense you don't agree with, but like Charles is like just like let me help you. I you you you're you're a child and I am out here and I will <laughs> yeah like a I know what I'm talking talk. about. Don't, don't I'm the adult. Yeah, I, don't, you, you don't know any better. I'm I'm a child too. I'm a <laughs> I'm a professor, and you are not. 
<laughs> I was born exactly. in the Exactly. I, I, I would go <laughs> away, Charles, or I'll talk to you. Second time. By <laughs> your impression of your, your savior just sounds like Bane. <laughs> It does. It really does. It's really hard to do a Patrick Stewart impression without, like, just, I don't know, fucking up because I can't do it. Um, Ian McCone is much easier to do because you just do Gandalf. He's, he's, like, yeah, he's got that jelly thing. Yes. And like, we're the future, like, Charles, not him. Yeah. Oh my God. Magneto talk about Charles and Magneto. The opening scene with the two of them is downright terrifying and should never happen to human beings again. No. Okay. okay. It's, I disagree. Here's the thing. I, yeah. It doesn't even look that bad, but the problems arise when you look at it now and go, I see what you did. You just right. tried out wrinkles. The problem is it looks like you took like a denoising filter and a video editing program and jacked it up to 2000. It like, does. You yeah, just you right. applied an oversaturation on their face and you made them look like wax. Like there's no there's no pores, there's no wrinkles, mm-hmm. there's no texture. They look like it's just flat flesh tones. Well, See, I would I would even argue that it actually doesn't look half bad when you're looking at them directly. When their no, face is when pointed they, at yours directly. Turn they, their head, yes. it turns into a horror show. Right, it turns into the vampires from my force. Yeah, it is. It's the. You keep bringing that up because Patrick Stewart was in it. No, I I keep bringing it up because uh, it's a funny joke to me. To me, I think it's funny. Um, It started when we were talking about Tarkin from Rogue One. Uh, Yes. At some point, you're like, "Wow, that is fucking magic!" Like you brought a dead Mm -hmm. man back to life. And, and sometimes great. you're like, and sometimes you're like, <laughs> it's a ghoul. It's a, it's a grave monster. It's, it's, like, yeah. it's like crazy. If you look at it, like, it looks good, but it's like, it's not like Kurt Russell in Guardians 2 where it's no. like, holy shit, right. that is Kurt Russell from this. Yeah. And the problem is like, it's, it's when you, it's, it's when you take something that you know is physically impossible in the realms of your current reality and the day that you're in. And then you see it move, and you're like, ah, see, that's where you fuck the magic up. Because once yeah. it starts to try to act alive is when the magic falls apart. What's well, the it's uncanny start- valley? Yes, it's, it's the definition of the uncanny valley. It's like um, it's like sometimes you're like, oh, that's great. But sometimes like, oh, no, you you pitched a tent and are currently camping in the uncanny valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I give them credit because I think that this was the first time that they had done this, though. Um and I don't think anybody else really did it again till Tron Legacy, so I kind of give them some slack for it not looking perfect. Um, you know, with our with our Lord and Savior uh, Kevin being a producer of this movie, I'm kind of wondering if like he looked back on it as like, huh? Oh I yeah, could use that later. Well, you that's my notes. Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff in here where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna use that later. There's yeah. Uh, yeah. You mentioned Kevin because the uh, oh my stars and garters line. Was at his insistence. That's oh, awesome. Who said that's that awesome. again? I can't remember. Beast. Beast. Okay. That's one of his. That's one of his big lines from, like, the, uh, from the comics. That line. I wonder, I wonder if Beast himself was a Feige choice in some to some degree. He makes a ton of sense though in this movie. Like yeah. I honestly don't know what character could play that role besides him of being like this elder statesman because he pulls out the old suit, which is something we can yeah. talk. It was like the suits. That's fucking love- rad, by the way. Like he's the only one who looks like an actual X Men. Well, X Men. Yeah. Here's one of my questions. If we want to talk about it, like a bit, is like, what is that thing that Storm wears in the one scene, and then why is it never shown again? The when they go to Alkali Lake. She yeah, when she wears like a different X suit, 
And yeah. it looks so oh, the, much better. the blue and black one? Yes. The denim shirt with the weird shoulder things? Yes, but it looks better than their leather dumb stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I know. feel like as soon as you add blue to one of their outfits, oh, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, X-Men. Like That blue yeah. outfit is great, actually. I'm looking at it. I, I went back, and it's fantastic. Um, yeah, that and Wolverine's leather jacket in this movie is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's why uh, Beast is great, too, because when he puts it on, it is still leather, but it's got a ton of yellow in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like her, her suit at the lake is blue, black, with yellow accents. That's a fucking X-Men suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so really yeah, I'm, but I'm it's, sure someone who who's the one? Though I can't believe they used to fit this. <laughs> um, well, that was that was the thing. I think they made the biggest mistake with uh with first class. Sorry to divulge a little bit. Um, or not uh, devolve into this a little bit, but they tried to be too comic accurate, and it didn't work out. Um, I think I, I think I think we can pivot onto like the real sin of this movie now at this point because like it's the, the things we like are so few and far between. That I think we've kind of covered them already. Yeah. But I yeah. think, like, the real crime this movie now need to be fully addressed, which is, one, like, how the characters are just treated like absolute shit. Um, mm-hmm. And two, that... Let me tell you something about that last battle sequence. Um, <laughs> it's real it becomes comical at some point. Yeah. Like, Brett Ratner fucking sucks at filming this kinds of acting sequences. And, it, like, when Storm does that spinny fucking Zangief uh, rotating punch. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, apparently, I found out that. Poor, 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 poor. <laughs> uh, well, um, Holly Berry got sick from that. Like, she got sick from doing oh, those. Oh, no. Catches. Yeah, and uh, apparently they had to bring buckets out every time before she shot her fight scenes. Oh, come the fuck on and do it with CG. What the fuck? It's just hilarious. I'm, because not, I'm other, not even a Halle Berry fan, and I would be like, cut that shit out. Like, that's not necessary. There's other yeah. CG shots that look terrible, and I'm like, why did they do that in CG? I just like yeah. that Beast was like, it really looked Flipping like Kelsey was there the whole time, just jumping around and clotheslining people. I'm like, that's oh. exactly how I want him to fight. <laughs> oh, what about when he grabs the thing and spins around it? You mentioned exactly. Comical. It's literally, he kicks a guy in the Wolverine kicks a guy in the balls. Yeah, yeah, the one that he keeps cutting the arms off of. Yeah, grow those back. It's fantastic. Um, however, there's well, a moment in that climax where they do the fastball special, and Magneto's like, "You never learn." I like that moment actually. I that like moment's it. great. However, when oh, Beast good. stabs him with the anti- with the cure, Ian McKellen forgets how to act. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, <laughs> his eyes bug out of his face, and I'm like, "That's not, what, is, what is that emotion? What are you doing?" They set up a thing early on that, like, and then they do it with Mystique, where you kind of have like a seizure. Yeah, but this should be the only one that we see that then happens. Yeah, it's like he, a fly you fools moment, but like <laughs> way less like controlled and like thought yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a fundamental issue with the way they take out Magneto because everybody is so fundamentally against the mutant cure. Right. But then they're like, but if we need to use it, let's just use it just in case. Oh. Kind of like what the military and the government was telling Beast the whole time. Yeah. Well, here's one of my other questions is it, it is cool to watch, but was it really necessary to lift the Golden Gate Bridge and move it? For like uh, they, they did that because it was a direct reference to the Grant Morrison run of new. Uh, also, new um, to tie into what you just said, Eric, about the the, the unwillingness that the the the, the caveat to that is like 
when Beast stabs him, you can when we said Kelsey Grimm is doing a lot with his face. He yeah. is agonized to do that. Like he looks at his own hand yeah. and drops the gun. He's like, "What the fuck did I just do?" Yeah, he he mm. drops um, the uh, the whatever it was the three. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. grossed out with what he just did. But then the problem is, you cut back to Ian, and he's just he's like, but then but then it gets really bad when he goes, "I'm long pause." Logan goes one of them yeah and then, like you expect like fucking beethoven's fifth like bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs> so you have the dramatic uh uh you go for show up dun, dun, dun. yeah Something, and then, like some... it's and then it's and then it's fucking it's it's buttoned later on when like his fucking hair is all uh dr fucking uh when he's um he's uh, doc browned um <laughs> and he's like he looks back and he goes he looks back at phoenix and goes what have i done it's like you know what you did <laughs> Well, something yeah. I wanted to uh, touch on real quick shortly before he uh, he had gotten turned into a human being again. He got or Professor X. Did, or did he? He um, got Magneto'd. <laughs> at, the, uh, at the point where it's just he and Pyro and they're standing on what's left of the bridge. He's like, it's time to end this war. And then he starts lifting cars up to throw at people. It's time to end this war, but first we will have a firework show. <laughs> Pyro, what the, what the Pyro, fuck? Get, get over here. You will be the Pyro Pickens man tonight. Um, but pivoting over to Pyro, um, okay. I thought that I thought that the exchange between him and Bobby was way longer, but it was still satisfying because, like, <laughs> they have it. Yeah, it was. It, well, I looked the clip up because I wanted to watch before the movie started, and I was like, oh, two minutes. That seems about right. It's like 15 seconds. Um, Because, like, Pyro sits there and, like, first of all, Bobby's, like, immediately overpowered by Pyro. Um, Which, yeah. uh, Yeah. Quick, quick nerd side note. He shouldn't be at all because the way uh, Iceman's powers work is he uses water molecules in the air. So he, or just water molecules in general. He's surrounded by a huge body of water. There should be no way Pyro can stop him. Like, you know, pyro, right. pyro should be immediately like just impotent power yeah, pretty much, like, <laughs> pretty um, much. Mm. but that that moment gets really fucking awesome and it should have been longer they have a little they have a, a beam exchange um pyro oh, starts to win. Beam yeah yeah and like bobby's like oh you should like yeah it's like oh i got so much better when i left school and then bobby's response is and then bobby yeah, Bobby. Well, he, the thing is, he does the fucking thing I think we want to do for three movies, which is to become a solid block of ice, and mm-hmm. then headbutts the bejesus out of Pyro, <laughs> <laughs> which would, like, which yeah, would give him frontal lobe damage. But go who, ahead. who Pyro or, yeah, or Pyro. Pyro? Oh, Pyro be dead. For- <laughs> yeah, yeah Pyro Pyro eating dead. through a straw. For Dude, the rest let me of let me life. tell you something. And this is a quick wrestling aside, but it's directly tied to this. Um, there was a guy in New Japan named Shibata. Who gave Okada like last year a headbutt so hard that he gave himself a subdural hematoma and will never wrestle again because he was Jesus bleeding on the brain Christ. so bad they had to drain oh, his skull. Jesus um, Christ! And when you watch the clip, not only is the sound will make your legs cross, but he starts bleeding immediately and his eyes roll in the back of his head. Oh, he got Jimmy um, snooked. Uh, right. Kind of, but to the, but because he's fucking Japanese and those guys don't know how to quit, he finishes a whole fucking match and doesn't collapse until the match is over. Um, Christ! If Iceman headbutted Pyro in any which way, like it, the the force that like maybe Shibata did, like Pyro's head would have come off his body. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes. would have been a much cooler. Idea. It would have turned him. In, it would have turned his head into paste. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because like the human skull is really fucking hard, and if you headbutt someone with the hardest part of your skull, which is the front, you're gonna do some real fucking damage. Uh, when you turn that into what's essentially a giant block of ice and headbutt someone with it, that's like dropping a boulder on them. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Pyro, I think, uh, head cannon wise, is dead. (laughs) (laughs) All the other Brotherhood of Mutant characters that are just like they're one and done as bad guys. Dude, what the fuck? Those three (laughs) run out of the building and just get vaporized. Oh yeah. 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 It's like they, they were dusted. Yeah, they, they were, were clean in house. They, I think, yeah. they probably had bigger plans for the X Men universe after this movie, mm-hmm. or they, or they thought it was going to be the end of this of the X Men universe. Oh, after well, this they movie. straight up kill like a shit ton of people in this. They do. I mean, yeah. they kill uh, Madani from Punisher. They kill her mother in this movie for no apparent reason. Oh yeah, yeah. She was yeah. Um, during this timeline. She was a major character in Twenty Four. Oh, that's right. Yes. Was, right. The random Arab doctor. I don't know if, what her name was. Uh, the one that got R A L R A O. Yeah, I believe so. Like Superman's her last God. name was. Also, um, <laughs> uh, how how fucking ineffective does the U.S. military look in this entire scene? They oh, do have plastic shirts. All right, that's the yeah. other thing. So Magneto's like mm, plastic, like. Um, wouldn't the needles need to be metal to be able to pierce skin properly? Yes. I don't, I think so. No, technically they could be glass, but they'd be so fragile that they would not work as weapons. Yeah, they wouldn't work with those, like, bouncing Bettys that they were launching, essentially. Can you get those plastic sharp enough? Because I don't think you can get it right. To guarantee? Here's the thing, here's the thing, like, Without it leaching or something like, if you look yeah. at a needle on a microscopic level, you'll understand why it works so well. Because like there is design to it, and like the way the bevel works, which like mm-hmm. I think me and Eric are probably the only one who knows can identify a bevel. Um, <laughs> but like, um, um, actually, if you and funny, if you look at a needle after it's been used the first time, you'd never want to be poked again with the same needle. No, um, it is it is horrifyingly destroyed after the first poke. It's completely just annihilated. Um, yeah. But I don't think you can get plastic to that fine of a point I think and, you can get- out and still have it be an effective delivery system. Yeah, that's why I said glass. I think you could do it with glass, but it'd be so fragile. Yeah, that's yeah the other it, would be, it, would be, it would be structurally bullshit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, just what I said before we started, this isn't a film. It's just a bunch of set pieces. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and remember, like, I think one of the, actually, remember in Sherlock Holmes right in the beginning when um uh, Lord Blackwood has that, like, very, very tiny, um, like glass stabby thing. Yeah. And like Sherlock just breaks it by tapping it. Yeah. I feel like if you shot that out of a gun, it would just blow up on it. Like it would, it would, it would explode the, upon leaving the, the peril. The force of the gunpowder being ignited would cause it to just shatter. Apart. Explode. Well, and, that, and that's my thing. If you had a plastic needle, wouldn't the concussive force of it leaving the barrel or like well, it, you know, whatever it being launched with just destroy it? And they're definitely exactly. not combustible uh, guns because they yeah. couldn't they just melt the plastic. I think they're like, and this is my head cannon, they're like electronic. See, I was figuring of, I was figuring it was pneumatic because you see like air being shot out of it basically right. whenever they use yeah. it. So well, that would make that would still be with like the electronic that like it's sort of like um a paintball gun, but they're shooting darts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it would Something still. Like I, I still think they would need to use metal of some sort in there. Well, the circuitry would be metal. Exactly. There's metal exactly. somewhere if it's like something. Yeah. Also, yeah. like I feel like those. And here's the medical nerd coming out of me. But if it's plastic, like the whole sterilization process is completely different. Yep. Well, there's another thing. All right. So he lifted the Golden Gate Bridge. Are you telling me those buildings aren't built with rebar in them? 
<laughs> yeah. Why not just lift the hospital or the entire facility and take that somewhere else? For like two seconds. All right, I'm gonna fly over here, smush it, and then I'm gonna go leave. Yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't even need to lift the building. He would just need to crush it because. Well, if, if he, yeah, if you want, he to wanted kill, to kill the kid. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing: is like he's this pro mutant guy. Then he goes like, "That's why you let the pawns go first. It's like, wow, how loud are you saying that to these people? I did, I did like the one moment where I, I did like where he talks Pyro down like a fucking child. Um, yeah. He's like, man, we shouldn't get to kill Xavier myself, man. And he's like, Sergeant's more, you did more for mutants than you ever did in your stupid life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> little shit. Well, it's, I, I am the adult in this conversation. You will listen to me. <laughs> I mean, I think it was, I think with uh, Magneto saying, like, let the pawns go first, was very much a ham-handed way to show, like, he became the thing he hated most, which was essentially mm-hmm. a Nazi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is the only, like, scene that I really love that they did in this movie is, like, the mutants putting the inking, and then he's like, I would never, like... He he walks in and makes the most sense of anybody in this movie. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Until the very end. Yeah, he... Well, that's one of my, like, like, things. It's like, who's the bad guy? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Is it is it the cure? Is that what it is? Is that the bad guy? Mental illness? Because mental illness is the bad guy in every story, as we all know. Well, and to uh, to touch on Magneto saying like, and I've never let you touch my skin again. Um, that's actually part of uh, I don't know if it's just Hasidic Jews or if it's just Judaism in general. It's Judaism they, in general, man. Yeah, they they're real real big on not getting tattoos. You cannot be buried in a Jewish cemetery if you have a tattoo. Mm-hmm. That is perfectly understandable. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, and that goes like I don't know, and then it gets into the weird, which is why like I did like that they pulled that from like that was a Morlock. Oh, like not a Morlock. So that's the um, they kind of gave it to the Morlocks. This it's the whole Bishop thing with like the the yeah. tattoo of the mute. Yep. Yeah, the uh, big M is normally over their eye, but yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I would have liked it better. Like I'm guessing, I like that they're giving them tattoo. They're giving themselves. I'm like, I can kind of get that. Like, yeah, kind of. The way it's handled is the, the way it's handled so fucking Hollywood. Where she's like, mm, "Hey man, where's your mark?" Yeah. Oh, you mean how yeah. they made the Morlocks into like cyber goths? They were, no, they right. were they were Willem Dafoe's gang from Streets of Fire. Okay, <laughs> they were all spandex leather wearing bike gangsters. Okay, they were beat up. for a punk band to a yes. Uh, they were looking for they were looking for Rick Moranis to steal his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> they were time dis- they were time displaced extras from The Crow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they never looked like the crow. I was thinking they they looked more like um. Like a Power Man Five Thousand group, <laughs> like, and that weird '90s like, like grunt, uh, like uh, metal. Say strong, strong dude three thousand. Strong dude three thousand. Strong dude three thousand. Since um, we're since, yeah. oh, go ahead, Arlen. Go ahead. I was gonna say, are there any other segments before the Feige thing? Uh, no, where the like, dynamite. Um, no, where the dynamite stick. Well, something, something I did want to point out, which uh, I actually kind of liked slash i think it was just because it felt like it was a proto version of what happened in logan the scene where uh, professor x is getting uh, atomized and logan is crawling on the ceiling fighting against the psychic force yeah what the fuck yeah, I that that yeah. definitely i was like oh wow that's very logan-esque like right there like i feel like i feel like the director oh, yeah. just saw this and was kind of like huh i kind of like that 
And like he, there were scenes of this from this entire movie that I feel like he cherry picked that he well, liked the especially feel of when, for Logan. Especially when Logan feels that there's some kind of big psychic disturbance, and he's like, "Oh fuck, the professor!" Like he knows mm-hmm. exactly what's happening. And in Logan, like when he sees that people are reacting that way, he's like, "Oh shit, Charles!" Yeah. Like he knows exactly what's happening. Yeah. Which actually, I think is cool if you if you watch Logan as if we've said you can watch it in many different ways. If you watch it as you know, the end of the X-Men films, you could logistically say like Logan knows what's going on because he's experienced something like this before with Logan that had, that has nothing to do with whatever incident they talk about in the movie, Logan. Like he could say like, Oh wait, I remember when this happened, you know, back when we brought Gene home, like, yeah. Yeah. Even, even though yeah. that then forces you to explain how professor Xavier ended up in a body that looks exactly the same. Shut up. Shut up. Before we moved on, that was one of my notes. It's like, I have three other things. I loved how they actually, for the first time showed Logan having heightened senses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was like, Oh, I wish there was more in the other movies. Well, he had, yeah, he had like little bits of like heightened Smelling. Yeah, he could smell poison on the arrow in the, in the Wolverine. Like he he, he took a he took a whiff okay. of that arrow and was like, "This is the poison you use, and it's illegal." That's way yeah. after the uh, yeah. He smells beast, not beast. Victor before he ever sees him. Yes, um, in the first movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like little things like that. But you're right, yeah, like, straight up like do it. And uh, uh, oh, go ahead, Lou. I was to say like uh, my other notes were like, how is Magneto free at the end of this movie? Yeah, good I point. don't know. Good point. <laughs> He's a terrorist to like the nth degree. If yeah. they had the rights yeah. in this it's universe, not, it's not really believable that they would go. Oh, you lost your powers. What's well, a good enough punishment? Get be you know, be off with you. Yeah, no, that yeah. would be like, would go in, like the deepest black ops prison site. Exactly, and they would they would still have him in a glass box. Just they would case. throw him in the same hole that Fassbender was in. Like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't go back yeah. in the same hole the Fassbender was in. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I, I would love to be a fly on the wall during all this behind the scenes nonsense. Oh, God. <laughs> Lou, did you have any other notes? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, my last one is, all right, so when they are leaving to go to Alcatraz, so the mansion is in Westchester, New York. We have Angel pop out oh, and yeah. his head. Whoa, wait a minute. What the fuck? That's two coasts. Um, yeah, how did he gain the throne his way to the other side of the fucking country? Um, Magnetic powers. Uh, the only thing I think is like, how are they going to show him sneaking on? He goes through the Black Lodge. He goes in one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Alkali Lake, Alkali Lake was Alaska, wasn't it? Um, it, was, it was Canada, I thought. Is it Canada? Yeah, yeah Alkali Lake is Canada, I think. Yeah, so people sure are getting from New York to Canada, back to New York, to the Golden Gate Bridge in seemingly no well, time at all. They're in Blackbird, so I can kind of give like a little movie that this thing is super, super crazy fast. But like Angel's not on the Blackboard, on the Blackbird. No. Yeah. They don't show him. All they needed to do was show him sneaking on it. He's clutching the back fe- fucking the, the rudder. He's like, wee! Flying from the fake foam wings they gave the actor because the original wings were too heavy. Well, oh. yeah. and what's weird is like there are promo shots of him in the suit, but he's never wearing it in the movie. What the so, fuck? Like, that would be too goofy. That would be yeah, too blue. Yeah. We couldn't see that because <laughs> crime fighters don't wear goofy costumes. I'm just, uh, I'm just staring at the conversation with uh with Pyro and some of the other mutants with uh, Magneto, like, how are we going to get out to San Francisco? We're going to take the train. 
but what but what we have all these it's a perfectly acceptable way to travel how dare you question holy fuck there are shots of him like there's shots with him with the team yeah there's shots of him in an x suit like everybody else they did like a figure with him yeah yeah i feel like this movie was seriously edited to hell like this is a three-hour cut of this movie that's probably like great like whoa wow i can't imagine a three-hour cut of this oh no 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 um, at least one where it makes sense because there are a lot of characters where it's like I feel like this character had more going on uh, in an earlier version of this film. I feel like they had like an arc and uh, well, this was they, production, so they probably is like a longer cut out there but they couldn't get it done because they need to get finished filming to get it out there. Yeah. yeah. Well they didn't uh, need to get it out in time for summer because I think I think Spider-Man 2 had come out like a year, maybe two before and it was two the- years comic book movie of all time by this point yeah so it was like a dick measuring contest between fox and sony um, oh what days those were <laughs> oh yeah those golden, those golden years speaking of, um, speaking of angel though um remember how we said apocalypse made this movie better mm-hmm. um apocalypse takes this character who could have been something decent and turns him into like an alcohol swilling angsty piece of shit oh, yeah who is just yeah. unceremoniously murdered at the end of that movie? I and German remember. for some reason. Also. Yeah, and also a cage fighter. Yeah, sure. which, mm-hmm. which is so weird because in the comic he's supposed to be like the most blue blood, blue blood, anything yeah. like yeah. even worse nope. than Xavier. He's German alcoholic cage fighter Lou. That's his. That's his. He, uh, he looks like a member of fucking Nitzereb or Front Two Forty Two or Kraftwerk <laughs> or some shit. Like he looks like a fucking industrial punk. Oh, Kraftwerk! Yeah. They didn't. They didn't look very industrial punk. They all just no. Were no okay, he, he sounds. He looks like someone who listens to Kraftwerk. Yes. Yes. That's. Oh, <laughs> well, he listens to Metallica. Uh, <laughs> in film. So uh, before before we I guess go on to the final battle some more, um, I did have a couple notes I wanted to share too. Oh, I think we're, I think we're done with the final battle because I think we covered okay. all the important shit except yeah. for you know the obvious, which is Wolverine kills Gene. Everybody, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so one thing that struck me weird was when Bobby went in to talk to uh, Kitty, and. And he's like, oh, well, let's go outside. She's like, but but Storm said we should stay in our rooms. Like, how much of a horrible task mistress are you that you're not going to let these people grieve together over the headmaster of their school dying? Like, oh, I'm sorry, you're all yeah, sad. Yeah. Go to your, day, go to your day one, she's already doing a bad job. <laughs> exactly. Um, the other one of the other things connected to that is why would Iceman need skates? Wait, oh, oh my God, does he wear skates in that scene? Yes, he makes ice skates, literally. <laughs> No. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, no. he does. On the bottom of his shoes. Um, yes. I can kind of get that in that, like, or at least he makes this, like, the ice, the blades. I can get it for Kitty, not for the man literally called Iceman. Look, exactly. at least he didn't click his heels and have skates pump out of his fucking shoes, okay? Uh, good point. I mean, um, yeah, but still. The, uh, the fight scene with Wolverine when he's at the camp fighting dude with the bone uh, marrow or whatever that guy's name was um that actually wasn't a half bad fight scene with wolverine i actually didn't mind that that much oh no and i think i like how it ends which yeah. also like it goes to the weirdness of like he's just going and like like to me when i was watching i was like oh is this just a camp of like like mutants who are like trying to escape what they think is persecution and mm-hmm. he's just going and murdering all these people yes yes Yes. So he's just straight up murdering the shit out of people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, adamantium yeah. cuts with freezer sharp claws. And the last note that I had at least connected to that was uh, I didn't realize his clothes could heal, too. 
because he gets hit. He gets hit in the guts when he kills that dude, and then the next shot, his shirt's completely fine and there's no blood on it. One of them does he like he gets stabbed in the gut and there's a hole and then his skin heals. Yeah, but he, I do like that he's like for no reason he's in the woods in a wife beater. Yep. Like why? Yep. Where's his jacket? I no, you know answers. That's why he has to show those muscles. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, that and one of the one of the sorry one of my last notes about uh, the very end of the movie was uh, so apparently the Dark Phoenix's powers don't work on pants. Yes, she I melted everything else away on Logan except for his pants. That's because she knew his show actual secret that. weapon was his wang, and if she if she uh, exposed that, Gene would come right out. Well, that's I wondered. Did he did he have a raging erection the whole time, and that's why they probably take away his pants? Yeah. I mean, is, it's Wolverine. <laughs> it's like a Dragon Ball Z his, thing. His hidden, he has one hidden claw. It's at, the, it's at the top of his dick. Oh, and this is... <laughs> he's, he's like X-23, except really gross. Um, yeah. This was, that's, that's why she smiled when he stabbed her, because she was anticipating the other one. She was, she was like, this is okay, but not good enough. And I... I learned a new bit of uh, slang today when my wife and I were watching this because at the very end where Rogue is cured and she and Bobby holds hands, uh, my wife is like, oh, good, I can give you throat now. (laughs) 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 Apparently throat is the new lingo for blowjobs. Oh, God. We didn't didn't need new lingo, though. That's (laughs) egregious. That is so... Unnecessary. I just okay. love the fact that it came from my wife. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. I mean, this was supposed to have a sex scene with Logan and Storm, but oh no! Uh, okay. I have to say is that gives a new definition to brain freeze. Yes, that has no that has no purpose in this movie, though. That's the problem. I, Eric, I like that your wife immediately reminds me of Julie. Um, yeah, who I've, I've met you know through Movie Dumpster, um, and that just tickles the fuck out of me. <laughs> okay. Um, I have one little thing. It's not connected to anything. It's kind of that first scene with Charles and uh, um, so the twenty the twenty years earlier, not the ten years yes. earlier. Yes, the, the twenty years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> right, twenty years earlier. I was sometime in the future. Fucking motherfuckers. Well, wait. Is it twenty years earlier? The ten years, or is it twenty years earlier? Oh God, damn know. it. Lou, don't do that. No. no. <laughs> but okay. Um. The woman who they cast to play Jean's mom, uh, I thought that that was actually uh, Femke Jensen. I thought that yes. was Femke Jensen. Yes. Uh, not, it's another actress, but she looked eerily the same. And it was, and it was very impressive that they managed to pull off that cast. Also, Jean's dad might as well have been plucked from every single episode of the X Men cartoon, or like every movie about like someone getting angry about a black athlete. <laughs> like black guy is he's one of those guys. He's like a. But he's like a TV that guy. He's a uh, he's been in multiple episodes of Supernatural. <laughs> he was in multiple episodes of uh, the X Files. Like, so, have yeah. you ever have you ever heard the Bill Burr sketch about like he's like man we're making way too many movies about racist dudes being angry that black people want to play sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like and it's always the same dude who's always like get them kids out of the pool. <laughs> yep. 
This is that guy. Yeah, it's that guy. This is what he seems no, like. I, he's like, he's like, well, our daughter's sick, right? And everyone's like, the room is like, no, she was born that way, you fuckhead. Like, <laughs> Arlen, I, I, mean, I 100% agree with your note, though, about Gene's mom in that, in the 20 years ago scene. Yeah. Because um, yeah. when I, when I first saw her, like, just passing, I was like, oh, shit, Femke Jensen double roll. Oh, no, that's not her. Like, that bugged yeah. me out a little bit. It was weird. I was like, maybe that's Famke Jensen's real mom, and I like looked. Into oh yeah, that's, yeah. But I don't think she is. But yeah, she's. It's it's good casting. I don't know why that came to me now, but it did. So yeah, um, there's a lot of good casting in this for like really small roles. Like the woman who plays Moira. That's mm-hmm. perfect casting. Yeah, she's awesome. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She was. I guess the, I uh, suppose, the teacher from Rushmore. I suppose we should talk about the post-credit scene involving her real quick before we wrap this up because it is. It's like you're only out to Xavier's death, but even the actual follow-up at the end of the Wolverine is preposterous because, it's like, oh Xavier, you're just back with your fucking body and powers and you know yeah, whatever. That was my other thing. It's like, why does he sound like him when this guy has different vocal cords? Well, beyond yeah. that, though, like. All right, so at the end of the Wolverine, so Xavier's back in his wheelchair again. Why would he be back in his wheelchair if he's in the body? Of a person can walk. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll use Legion. By this point, the continuity was so fucked beyond recognition that. Yeah. 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 Because here's the thing I can accept that you would keep your powers because what do we know from Legion? You can keep your powers if you're a powerful enough being. You can mm-hmm. keep your abilities and you're, because you're just like this fifth dimensional being the moment you lose your body. Okay, that's fine. Um, but why would he still be in his wheelchair? If, yeah. if for some reason uh, Shadow King was paraplegic before, he wouldn't be paraplegic in every other body that he's in. That nope. makes sense at all. Because uh, that has nothing to do with your mind. That is a physical thing. Um, that's a problem. Yeah, because I, I because when, when he was Aubrey Plaza, he wasn't speaking in Farsi. No. Exactly. He wasn't immediately like speaking in Farsi or French or any of the other languages he knew, and he wasn't speaking with an accent. He was just talking like Arby Pause. Yeah, it was a new body that he immediately accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's kind of like Doctor Who. Like when he changes, like he gets a new body, and it is a you know it's a healing process slash like rebirth. But he doesn't like he doesn't like it, let's let's say he was paralyzed. He's not going to be paralyzed the next regeneration. Because then, what's the point of a regeneration? It's not. It's just like, oh, I got, I got, I got blonde hair instead of red, but my legs are still busted. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the point of trans- like a what is the point of, what is the point of transferring your consciousness into a man who's in a coma if you know if if you still if, if you like still can't a, walk? It's a complete mm-hmm. misunderstanding of like, like, oh, he's so psychic, he can't use his legs. It's like, no, that's not why he's in a wheelchair. I feel right. like that's why they did that. Like, you could say. But they never do this, obviously. But like, all you would, all it need is a scene of like someone saying, "Why does it look like you? Why does it sound like you? And why are you exactly the way I remember?" And like right. Xavier just lifts this telepathic fog, and it's just this random fucking dude, right? Who yeah. is communicating yeah. as if he's Xavier, but he's not. And he's like, "I've I been can... doing this because yeah. any other form would would make you feel so weird and make this yeah. entire exchange just so alien that it's just better this way." And I, then the character the head know, the hell out of it, you know. Why are yeah. you putting yourself in a wheelchair? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, and you could even say you could even say the wheelchair is an, an illusion. Like, yeah, the guy's, like the he's just standing like, there. Why are you putting yourself in a wheelchair still? Because why this is the only way I can maintain an erection. Goddamn. <laughs> because fuck you, though. If I sit down and stand straight up. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, like you, I, the 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 point there is like you would say that the chair, the you know the the voice, the 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 visage, the everything about him would be an illusion, and that you know the reality is there's just right. a a stranger standing there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but because like, you know, for, let's say for Logan, like I watched you die, I watched you evaporate, like, mm-hmm. and now you're speaking to me from this different body. Um, you know, it's, it's, it would be jarring either way. I feel like for anybody else, like, so I think, I guess seeing him as you remember him would be a lot easier to digest. Um, rather than, you know, it's, I don't know, showing up, like, imagine if fucking it's the whole argument of, um, that movie contact or whatever. Yeah. The aliens. <laughs> Or it's like, I don't know, like imagine if someone, imagine if someone yeah. in Flash, like, someone like, I don't know, like, imagine if for some reason Eobard had a face turn at the end, and, like, decided he's like, I'm gonna go back to where I'm from and try to be better. Like, you go back and go, hi, everybody, I'm Eobard. No, you're not. You're some dude who's been dead for yeah. fucking 200 years. Yeah. So, you know, it, I think it's just be easier for the people he knows to, to accept that. But, it's, again, it's never touched on, because the only time you get it is Wolverine goes, that's impossible, and then Professor X goes, never mind that shit. The Sentinels <laughs> well, are coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck off, Logan. Stop talking while I am talking. I am still the grown-up here. <laughs> I still have moral authority over you. Even, even though I died doing the very same thing I'm attempting to do right now. Please don't stab me. Even as a mind, I was watching you kill all those mutants. I watched all of it. Uh, yeah, I also watched you stab that hunter, and I, I wag my finger at you, Logan. Logan yeah. legit killed more mutants than the military. Bad boy. Yes, he did. He did. Yeah. Like Logan was straight up murdering his own people while trying to save them. Hmm. No, not them, just Gene. Yeah. <laughs> trying to save that sweet, sweet puss. He's really into gingers. <laughs> Goddamn. So, yeah. I think, we're gonna, I think we're gonna wrap this fucking movie up and put a bow on this fucking trilogy. What did Feige learn? Well, how to make a better movie. movie. Well, I mean, we, we kind of, we do have kind of another source. It's not about this movie specifically, uh, but he did an AMA pretty recently. Um, and somebody actually asked him, in all the time you've been working in these movies, uh, some of them had pre- had some missteps. Uh, what lessons did you learn from those movies? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact quote though. Mm-hmm. And he gave a three sentence, uh, like three two and a half sentence response, and it goes like this: Respect the source material. Hire passionate filmmakers, regardless of how much money their last movie made, and mm-hmm. hire the best cast, regardless of their current marquee value. Oh, that's yep. really uh, good. Yeah, that's a, oh, that's a damn good response. And it's yeah. it shows in every Marvel film, regardless. That of, shows in Iron quality. Man, regardless. Like that shows in Iron Man in yes. every like. RDJ had was was at the bottom of the bottom. fucking barrel and had basically Favreau. destroyed. Yeah, Favreau was a uh, on his way back. Like, on his way back, yeah, but like Swingers but was like you know. And also, like his only big hit, so he was on the way up. Yeah, and actually thinking about it, Favreau wasn't really on the way back up. He was just kind of sitting around because like, he Jeff, he he didn't start doing bigger things until after Iron Man. Um Jeff Bridges wasn't really kind of relevant at in like 2008 like he was around but yeah. he wasn't really doing a whole lot. He um, had, he had meme love because of Lebowski. Yeah. The only person that was a big name in that movie is Terrence Howard. I want to turn out Paltrow. And that's and, oh, yeah, and Paltrow, yeah. yeah. 
she had an Oscar at that point, and yeah, like she had was in a box. Like, like ruin her stuff. Yeah, <laughs> she also had a bunch true. of stones in her vagina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's all. <laughs> I'm gonna deworm my dog by rubbing maggots on his belly. <laughs> Yeah, God damn it. Um, <laughs> that's a real. That's a real fucking thing. Someone said to us in our hospital one day. God. <laughs> I don't need your dewormer. I rubbed magnets on him. I've been okay, feeding him um, placenta. I don't know why his cancer isn't gone. So I guess in any way, can anybody sort of reverse engineer how he might have learned these lessons from this movie, or are there any independent lessons that you think? Well, I'm sure well, Fox picked Brett Ratner because, like, you need like okay, singer's not available. Ratner, Brett Ratner just has a string of hits. Well, it's yeah. supposed to be Matthew Vaughn at first, and then... So, uh, well, we see okay. what that If you go through the Wikipedia, there's a list of people that were almost on this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our favorite people on Earth, Zack Snyder, was almost on this movie. Whoa! Uh, uh, Arlen, your favorite director of your favorite movie, John Moore, was almost a director of this movie. Yes, John Moore was almost director. <laughs> um, that is true. That is very true. Darren Aronofsky, who's been around for a lot of almost, uh, was also almost. Man, Darren Aronofsky was uh, circling a Wolverine movie for like ten fucking years, wasn't he? Yeah. No, he, 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 he was circling Batman too for the longest yeah. time. He wanted yeah. to do Homeless Bruce Wayne and mm-hmm. Homeless Alfred, um, and uh, also uh, the one Wayne's brother as Robin. Yes. Uh, yes. What was the other one? Alex Proyas. Uh, oh, man, that poor guy. Yeah. Apparently, iRobot was such yeah. a, like, a, a problem he had making that movie that he didn't want to do it. Mm. Huh. Yeah. And then... Uh, oh, no, he's probably... Also here's the thing. Proyas is probably like one step away from Richard Stanley as far as being mind-fucked out of the business. Like, yeah. yeah. Proyas just never was attached to something like... Dr. Moreau that would have just blacklisted you from the you know from Hollywood for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Proyas just kept getting handed projects that either weren't advertised enough like Dark City, which like should have been a fucking runaway hit for how good yes. it is. Um, yes. but because it came out so close to the Matrix, people were like, Yeah, we can't we can't advertise this the way we want to. Um it came out before the Matrix too, but I think the Matrix came out it was done before the Matrix, but as the Matrix was approaching completion, they were like, No, this is too similar, and that's gonna blow us out of the fucking water. Yeah, the yeah. Matrix ate its lunch. Yeah, yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he got to do. I can't remember what he did before, like Gods and Kings. Um, not Gods oh, God. and Kings, Gods of Egypt. Uh, knowing the Nicolas Cage movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. about to say that. He did the movie where at the end you realize that uh, the two children you've been following the whole movie are Adam and Eve. Yeah. Um, oh God, the most like uh, one of the most depressing end of the world movies I've ever seen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And he just goes back with his family and watches the sun explode. Yeah, they get hit with a solar flare and everybody dies. Oh, yep. so basically what Nick Cave wants to do, or Nick Cage eventually wants to do with his life. Yeah, but like that movie's also like, you know how like Armageddon is like, hey, it's a movie about the apocalypse, but like we're gonna stop it, and like there's there's fun characters to be had. Yeah. Like knowing is like Nick Cage runs up to a plane crash as people are running around on fire. There's dead bodies everywhere, and like no one's around to help, and he's just standing there watching this unfold. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ! And it's yeah, PG thirteen, so it's like if they're not showing you gore, but they're showing you enough like horrifying disaster oh, violence. What about, like, I don't other, what about when the other woman dies, and he gets he, they're like do it's like him and woman, and then each of them have a kid, and I believe doesn't she just get like destroyed by a car? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah, that movie is just Nicolas Cage watching people get fucking destroyed, just wrecked yeah. by disaster. And then come to terms with the fact that, oh, no, you're not living. It's your kid and this other yeah, girl. We, yeah, it's like, a- it's these two aliens drop down and go like, yeah, the rest of you are fucked, and we're yeah. just taking these two kids. They take a yeah. bunch of kids, I believe. But, yeah. like, specifically, like, they take specific ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a horribly depressing movie. But uh, back back to the original question. Um, I think what Kevin probably could have learned from this was he you could break easily this easily break this movie into probably another trilogy very mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. Like you could have done it that Gene goes Dark Phoenix and then, or even just two more movies, and then the next movie would be about the yeah. cure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there you go. Spacing things out and like pacing them properly. Like if there yeah. had been more time with these characters, with some of the characters that are introduced in this movie, if there had been another movie in between, I think it would have helped. Yeah. It goes to one of my things. It's like, oh, at the end of this movie, we get what four characters that we've really seen in the other two movies? Mm-hmm. Magneto. Yeah. Uh, it's Magneto, Pyro, and then Wolverine yeah. and Storm, and I guess like five Iceman, and that's yeah. like it. Everybody else is a new introduced character. Or died. Yeah. Yeah. Or all the other ones died. It's like, oh, so like maybe just like don't kill all your characters off the beginning of the movie, even though they have scheduling. That is why that is why I'm so glad that like remember that big swath of people who were like, Man, Civil War sucked, and you wanna know why? Because nobody died. Mm -hmm. Uh, The team died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a philosophical and ethical defeat. Like no like they're like that movie sucked because Captain America didn't get a bullet into the chest in the steps of the of the White House. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. Like how about you fuck off? Like happen. give it two years, you'll get your wish. Infinity yes. War doesn't happen without Civil War. It doesn't happen the same way. Exactly. They, they probably come very close to winning. Yeah, so- the reason why Infinity War is a failure is because the team got split into two fronts. And Tony took his front into space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And just exactly. too far away, even after getting his ass kicked, to come help the other side, vice versa. And, you know, you can switch that both ways. Cap is on Earth, can't help Tony. Um, mm-hmm. And would, but Tony's in space and probably would have second thoughts about helping Steve. Yeah. Yeah. And takes actual prodding by, like, three people who are like, call him. Yeah. yeah. For him to even consider it, even though he has a phone on him, which is like, it's it's one thing, but like to, act, to actually call him is something else. And then, like, he doesn't even pick up the phone when he's like, oh shit, danger. And say so he jumps right into the fucking fray again. Well, um, that Thanos wouldn't have attacked. Things happened in exactly the right way. Yeah. Uh, fucking Ragnarok happened, and that was his, like, because I figured this out. If Ragnarok doesn't happen, he doesn't attack Earth. He doesn't attack the Nova Corps. He doesn't get what he wants. If he didn't displace, you know, an Asgardian, uh, the 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 one he knows for a fact is solely responsible for the for Loki's failed invasion, and like what could be like allegedly a human who's as strong as him, you know he, I don't think he, he wouldn't risk all three of them standing together because look what happened in fucking uh, Endgame. Those three stood up to him and he got punked for ten yeah. minutes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he had to wait for the exact right moment, and they don't yeah. came to him because of Civil War and Ragnarok. So yeah. But anyway, yeah. that's that's your lesson in, in stretching things out. Um, and yeah. this movie is like, yeah, let's just get, let's fucking kill Xavier, and let's do the Dark Phoenix Force, and let's do the Cure, and let's do all, and they just, it's in an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the other thing. Have a central thesis for whatever you're doing. I think that's well, something he definitely <laughs> learned. Have a villain. Just, just pull from a single storyline right. and add elements from other ones if you want to. Don't exactly. try and tell us three different storylines in one poorly constructed story. 
Right, because I know between you and Lou, you could go down a list of things that are happening in Infinity War and Endgame that are from other storylines altogether. They have nothing Mm -hmm. to do with Infinity Gauntlet, but they are in those movies in the background. They are aspects of that film, but the central core is the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Yep. For most of those films, or for those two films. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Well, to go with what you were saying before that he talked about sticking to source material, who's the best character in this movie? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's the closest to the source material. I was saying, not only sticking to source material, giving them the fan moments. Like, you see, like, the whole, yeah. like, all oh, my stars and garters. You've seen it in the Endgame. Fastball special. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the fastball special was used so poorly. But anyways, that's yeah. that's my opinion. Yeah. Um, also, I think we can, uh, I think we can run to the finish line this episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Don't, don't don't cheat people out like with the uh the beginning in the fucking danger room or whatever like don't, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, don't don't bait and switch your audience cynically. Yeah. Instead of other movies with post-credit scenes. <laughs> Is this the first one in like uh, any of these movies? I feel like there must have been one before, but it might be the first one. Did Spider-Man do one? Cuz I don't think the other X-Men No, movies. none of them did it. No, uh, I don't even think Blade did. It doesn't have a post credit, but there is a moment that's like at the very end of the movie of the first one that sets up. Also, there is something at the end of Spider-Man Three that sets up Carnage and Lizard. What? Yes, that yes. happened. Doctor Connors, Doctor yeah, Doctor Connors has a piece oh, of the yeah. symbiote in his laboratory, and it's still moving around. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the the rumored villain for Spider-Man Four was Lizard. Which oh, I yeah, think would have led to the re- either return of Venom or Carnage. They were setting up Lizard and then Mysterio throughout all of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, they were. Um, yeah, and uh, is it Harry who finds his father's lair? That it's not again. It's not a post credit, but it feels very post credit e the way that. That's in, yeah, that's in two. That's that leads to uh, New Goblin in three. Yeah, because the only one I remember is begins ends with the Joker's tease, but it's not a post credit. It's just. How the movie closes. It's, mm-hmm. it's more of a not a prologue. Uh, it it does feel like it it does the, yeah that like it, it's funny because like Batman Begins ends with him like yeah he leaves his card and then Dark Knight picks up and he's like oh him again yeah like yeah they like that that setup was beautiful and the follow up was even better um but yeah. no I don't think any of them had a post credit sequence that was deliberately planning something. Uh, yeah, I mean, unless you want to say Masters of the Universe had a... No, no we don't want to say anything. No, 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 we're, no. We're, we're done. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah um, I'm sure there are other lessons that Feige learned, but I, I don't have time to go over all of them, so anybody listening to this, let us know if there, if there are anything you see in this film, because that's yeah. cool. Indeedy. Um, so I guess we can start our plugs and get the fuck out of this shithole of a movie. Um, um, altogether, that was a trilogy. This wasn't as, as grueling as I think any of us imagined it might be. Um, no. First one's okay. Second one's good. Third one's bad. But third one's not as bad as I I remember. I feel like maybe now my mind has changed. I think the Spider-Man 3 is worse than X-Men 3. 110%. Yes. It is. It's a much worse movie. Definitely. Uh, Honestly. I have to think about that one. I think every bad movie that we've done for this show in particular was worse than this. Like, I think that this is... Oh, oh no, so yeah. far, nothing has beat Supergirl. This Supergirl is a yeah. oh, <laughs> Like, I, Okay, here's the thing. I don't think anything is going to be ever as bad. Anything we watch, like, yes, we shit on Justice League. Yes, we shit on Batman vs. Yes. Superman, Suicide Squad. Yes, we shit on some of the worst Marvel movies, Spider-Man 3. I would never sit through Supergirl 
ever again no, for no. any program. You have to pay me an exuberant amount of money to sit through that mo- movie ever again because it <laughs> it is two hours and twenty minutes of fucking nothing, it and was- that is a, that is too long of a film to be yeah. that fucking boring and that stupid. If yeah. we ever do commentaries, we'll never do that one. That's no, all I flat out refuse. Never do. No, please God, uh, it's so boring. Like it'll just be us sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> no, like it's it's like um we I mentioned the Axum thing for Movie Dumpster where we were gonna do that, but then we were watching. It, we're like, this is just bad, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And we don't feel like taking someone's movie who they that, like that they made, and you know there there is effort involved. And when every front of it is terrible, there's mm-hmm. nothing to say. Your movie sucks, and that's it. You have spelling errors in the fucking opening text crawl, and you have l- l- capitalized letters in every third word. This isn't a bad movie with charming, like, you know, flaws. This is so incompetent, it's not worth talking about. Mm-hmm. And Supergirl is that stretched out for an extra hour. No thanks. Yep. Um, but anyway, uh, speaking of movie dumpster, plugs. Um, so, uh, Draniac just came out today. Um, that's a fucking movie. Um, we're working on Prehysteria 3. It's getting delayed a little bit because my internet died out twice yesterday doing it. Um, when we were already recorded about two hours of stuff, and now we have to record probably another hour, um, to finish it up and then have to sit through that. But, uh, Joe is a Herculean editor and got Draniac done well before I thought he was going to. Um, and then after that is a Super Mario Brothers. Um, so that's going to be really interesting. And then after that is my pick, and I haven't quite settled on what the fuck it is yet. Although you, you heard it during this episode, it might be Max Payne um, with Arlen. Um, but uh, keep around, stick an eye for that. Um, and the uh, the Prehistoria 3 movie was done actually as a promotion for uh, a mini golf team in New Jersey who contacted us. Uh, I can't remember their name. Um, which makes me a really bad PR guy right now. Um, <laughs> I don't have the information in front of me, but uh, next episode I can probably pull it up and have it a little bit in front of you, a little better for it. But they recorded an episode with Joe and Sean playing mini golf with these dudes, um, and uh, I didn't get to see it yet, um, and obviously couldn't be there for various reasons. Uh, one of them being three thousand, being three thousand miles away. Um, yeah, but apparently, not- apparently Joe and Sean did very poorly. <laughs> <laughs> And Joe described the entire deal as, um, so I need to play more mini golf, it seems. Um, <laughs> but I guess he said he had a great time and didn't realize how much fun he would have playing mini golf. Um, but as soon as I have the information for that, that's a, in a bit more accurate and a better digestible way, I'll plug it next episode. But yeah, once that's out, I'll throw some links up for everybody. Um, so yeah, Prehistoria 3 is going to be kind of a pro- cross-promotional thing that we did with somebody else. Kind of like what we did with our, uh, our artist Dave when he came on to talk about Punisher. So we're trying to do more of the stuff like that and get some more people on involved and get more names out there. So yeah, there's that. Uh, so stick around, keep an eye out for Prehistoria and Draniac is out now. Nice. That's it. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to plug a lot of stuff here. Uh, so as you might not know, I run a, an empire, as Lou likes to call it. I, I don't like that <laughs> term. But, uh, uh, so that's the Lost Harrow Podcast Network, which features uh, Lost Harrow Games, which Hunter is on. Uh, plugging that for him. He's not here. He's also on Monster Mash Podcast, uh, which is tries to be a monthly show. Uh, attempts to, uh, not always. Uh, and that's me and Hunter, and usually a guest. Uh, we did a Q&A episode that is up right now at the time that we are recording this, so give that a listen. 
Uh, look forward to another new episode. And then Hunter was on the next episode of Lo- the Los Haro podcast, flagship, flagship show of that network, featuring me and Eric Sayor, uh, in which we talked about some Showa Godzilla movies, uh, specifically uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla and Destroy All Monsters. So go check that out. Go watch those movies on Criterion or wherever, wherever you can find them in a legal way without having any piracy taking place but uh, uh i'm not your mother so don't <laughs> so don't listen um uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah uh go do that and uh yeah uh wow i get the coveted third space since uh tall boy got sleepy um <laughs> he ran about sleepy and drugged yeah he lost, he lost blood flow he had to sleep yeah yeah, his secondary brain fell asleep, so the rest of his body started exactly. to fail. Um, I'm Eric Fedorchak. You can find me on Eric at Eric underscore Fedor on Instagram. There's pictures of dogs and cats and food and comics. I'm also floating around the Phantom Zone, posting random comic images that I find. A lot of them seem to be very Grant Morrison related recently. Um, and I guess that's about it. Just look out for Sonic, looking for that foreskin, and also probably try and throw <laughs> <laughs> Got a brisk fast. Um, <laughs> I saw that. Was not um, I'm John Scott. And you can find me on Twitter, jmscott193. I'm also around the Phantom Zone posting what I seem to be noticing is a lot of Arrowverse stuff. So, <laughs> don't know. Yeah, I've just been posting a lot of Arrowverse stuff. Maybe it's because I'm getting ready for crisis time when that comes around. We're all ready for crisis. We all just want it now. We need oh, it it's so bad. I and, 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 and we're not even sure when we're getting it because the wording from CW is fucking bizarre about how it's going to air. So yeah, yeah, it's like what two and twenty. They're like they're like they're like five nights over two quarters. They're like, what the fuck does that mean? Wait, no, I, I, they, they explained it. They, they explained it. It was uh, two nights over twenty nineteen or three nights over twenty nineteen and two over twenty twenty when they come back from the break. Oh, that's oh, gonna be oh what the? It's going to be a two-parter? Yeah. Well, okay. five-parter, I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. Five-parter spread over literally right before the break yeah. and then the final two parts after the break. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of okay with that. I like cliffhangers. That's yeah. like, I, I, I the cliffhanger will probably be Arrow's series finale. Yeah, I would imagine so. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I'm into it. Yeah. All right. Um... So Lou Gonzalez, Lou A. Gonzalez, and all the social medias. Uh, Tuesday, Smallville Chronicles. We're in season four. Thursdays, and now comics. Uh, John and Connor have been on. We talk about comic books and stuff. And then every time when we're able to record, part of Los Haro is, and now, or, oh my God, uh, Legion of Tunes. And yeah, too many things. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, do all those things. Five stars or go fuck yourself. <laughs> and write um, erotic uh, fan fiction hang on hang yes. on hang on hang on i know we have our usual closer but i just found a headline i kind of want to close on um okay. it's it's rather uplifting and i think it's a really good turnaround for like garbage internet fans um so i'm just gonna read the headline i'm kind of just gonna, gonna parrot the message here uh, the fans of the snyder cut started a gofundme uh not only for their cause in the snyder cut hang on um, and they're going to try to also use this as a uh, platform to talk about suicide prevention. Um, oh, okay. So there's like something really good could come out of all this Justice League malarkey. And if this is it, then I'm glad to, to talk about this a little bit more for every chance we get. So, yeah, um, 
There was a petition for that. There's a GoFundMe campaign to help, you know, to, to help both causes. So um, if one helps the other, in being that the Snyder Cut fans want to see the Snyder Cut and it helps get suicide prevention talk out there, then go be a part of it. Go throw a dollar at it or something yeah. or sign a petition. Because um, mm-hmm. I still stand by what happened to Zack Snyder and the fallout of that is supremely fucked up. Mm-hmm. It is. And it really makes yeah. me look at WB in a really shitty way. Um, and I don't think this dude yeah. deserves half of uh, and pretty much any of the stuff that's happened since this movie's come out. And I real I feel really bad for him because I don't think any parent yeah. should ever have to bury their child. No. Um so uh and if you if you know someone who you have a bad feeling about, please talk to them, call someone, say something. Um don't stand there and watch them. So because that's how bad things happen. Um yeah. so, if you're feeling bad just go talk to someone anything. Yes. Yes. Things can't get better if you're not here. They only get better by being here. Um yep. I had a uh, a, a whole month last year where I was having a mental breakdown, break, break, mental breakdowns in general stores just because I didn't know what was wrong with me. And thankfully, I have support systems all the fucking place. So nothing terrible happened to me except for lots of lots of sessions of unsolicited, unprovoked crying. Like, <laughs> yeah. See if your health insurance covers mental stuff. I am yep. going to. I've mine, been doing pretty good, but I, I felt another one coming on like two weeks ago and I was like, Get the fuck away from me. And it actually I was pretty okay after that, which like Good. which is something to say to anyone who's out there maybe have a problem. Like once you become aware of the fact that there might be something a little wrong with you, which is not to say there's something wrong with you down, you know, deep down as a person, if you're having some kind of issue with your mental stability and you're aware of it, things become a lot easier. So yeah. I encourage you to look inward and see if there's a problem and not be afraid of it. Yeah. Uh on that that pod- note, oh, go ahead. I was going to say one of the podcasts and so you started saying there's no problem of buying your serotonin. Yes. Actually, I'm going to – you know what, Arlen? This is actually a fantastic moment to use. I discovered Hellblade last night uh, as a closer. I was playing Hellblade last night, and I kept looking at a fucking waterfall because it kept bothering me because I kept seeing a face. Um, and every time I tried to take a picture of that face, it wasn't there. It was just a waterfall. And at this point, I think I'm having a mental breakdown. Um, but not a real one, like a video game one. Um, and then you, I use the focus button and the camera zoomed in and it turned into the character's Senua's mother, who basically says something along the lines of like, your father never agreed with it, but there's nothing wrong with the way you see the world. And it was this very, very touching moment of a parent looking down at her kid who's having what is essentially a schizophrenic, you know, collapse and saying, you aren't broken. You'll be fine. So I want to leave everybody with that. Yeah, ooh, I was <laughs> I was feeling emotions last night playing that game. I was like, this isn't even part of the narrative, and it's fucking destroyed me. Oh. <laughs> Alright then, good everybody. Steve, Bye. can you take the form of Pennywise and go give Charles <laughs> throat? Oh, we were doing so good. Put these needles with the cure into my my people. In your urethra. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, Bye. See you, everybody. Bye. Adios.